Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ooh, Godzilla is roasting King Kong. We ready to roll? Uh, I'm goddamn born ready. Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the Panels on Pages podcast. Big boys playing with big toys. This is quality content. The boomers are into it. Yeah, no shit. With your host, Lee Rodriguez. Uh, I am a visionary. Like, oh, you have a podcast? I'm like, no, no, that's not me. That's somebody else. Jason Nyes. Yeah, sure. I'm not getting any vegetables in my diet. I'm just a thick boy. Jose Guzman. Well, they should be here, I think. I told you, shouldn't have fucked the fucking squid. <laughs> Kelly Harris. Tell him, Kelly, it's Band-Aids. If there's any gang you want to be with, it's MDK. It's all about fucking hugs. And our good buddy Mahoney. And Mahoney's here. What's up, Mahoney? You know what I was thinking, though, is you're a cracker-ass bitch. This is some unprecedented shit. Like, no one's ever done anything like this before. It's going to be massive. It's going to be great. And it's all killer, no filler. My seat's on fire. You take so hot. Like, this could never air today it's there it's reliable you know what you're getting every single time man i'm so glad you found us you're all terrible people and i'm glad you're my friend <laughs> What's that <in> the intro? <laughs> that's really funny over 500 episodes and you'd think they'd have the hang of it by now jose's like are we live <laughs> let's goddamn do it i'm waiting on you guys What is going on, everybody? Today is Tuesday. It's uh, July 28th. Still 2020. And this is episode number 522 of the Panels on Pages podcast. I am your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. And joining me tonight, we've got Mr. Jason Nyes. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. <laughs> Jose Guzman. Monk is Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's fucking uh, FedEx. <laughs> Kelly Harris is here. FedEx said present got a tiny dick. <laughs> <laughs> and Mahoney's here. Uh, I was thinking they said that Congress can delay the election. I think we should just do it tomorrow. Like I'm free tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Let's just get this thing done with. Do yeah. that shit right no, now. I'm my ballot yet. I've been thinking a lot about that lately for, you know, various reasons. All of them pretty obvious, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. And this went off again today in the Discord about how it's fucking ridiculous that there's no online voting. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, there's... Every every aspect of voting that you think about and be like, well, why don't they do it this way? The answer is always because they don't want you to vote easily. They don't want everyone to vote. That's exactly the no. reason for every step of the way. No. Absolutely. Like, it's not a big deal here. Like, I, you know, my polling place is really close by. There's only ever, you know, three and a half people there. Just go in. I'm in and out. And then you see, whoa, you know, what's going on with the half person? I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's not, you know, a diverse uh, area around here. There's a case where there's a half person. You know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> just, you know, on a skateboard, just rolling around. Uh, I believe you. But then you I see videos of, like, you know. 
see videos of like Atlanta, you know, in a predominantly black neighborhood. There's one polling place for 120 miles, mm-hmm. and they're standing outside of the rain for four hours. I'm like, hmm, I wonder why we can't do this online. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yep. Hmm. Okay. They can ask for our bank accounts. That's right. That, well, that's the point that Lee made. We could pay our fucking taxes over the internet, but we can't vote. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know they said, "Oh no, 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 money you owe us." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we just, can just enter us, right, right, right now. Here's, please. here's a website. What about identity theft? Fine, cool. Yeah, but you, you know, don't make it like. Look, you, we need to give you social security number. Uh, a voter ID number, or the fuck that is, and like you know, make it be a fucking push notification on your phone or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have to submit three trivia questions about yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, you have, have to, to click all the boxes that have a crosswalk in it. Yeah, yeah. They, like, a lot of them look do. like they have crosswalks in it, but you're really just not sure. Also, you I better not be a robot. The hoops, it, it's all the hoops you got to jump through to do like real basic shit to, to just to make sure, like you know fucking proving that a robot. It's like, okay, look, man. Like, the technology exists. Quit <laughs> fucking around. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then I thought about fucking, where's Joe Biden? <laughs> like, what the, what the fuck is that guy doing? Well, he is Sniffing so kid. silent. Apparently, so silent. today, he was uh, doing a, a speech about systematic racism in Delaware. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Guys, hang on, hang on. I I got a stand-up bit for you. I got a stand-up bit for you. Okay. 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 All right. I'm Joe Biden, and my microphone is a child. (laughs) Oh God! Oh Oh, no! You're the future. Oh. It's like, you know, the DNC got in there just long enough to make sure that Bernie wasn't the nominee and then fucked off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, they retired like, the Biden robot. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, yeah he's his uh, Biden's whole platform at this point is like, huh? Well, <laughs> I'm not Donald Trump. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, it. that's a good strategy because he is kind of Grandpa McFumbles these days. So. Like just lay low and do as little as possible, and and just yeah, just l- don't fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> just let the Trump only, do the work the for only, you. The only problem with that is when you're basing your whole campaign on that guy's a fuck up and I'm not a fuck up, and we are in an like a, what once in a lifetime global catastrophe. You can't just sit around silently and be like, well, that guy's a fuck-up, but I'm not going to provide you any evidence whatsoever about why I'm not a fuck-up. Because I want to do the bare minimum. But just trust me when I say, better than that guy. But i got to go back to my closet. I'll see you guys later. i got to take a nap. Yeah. Like, step up and do something. Oh, hang on, the wheel's on. Which is what I don't get. The wheel? (laughs) The wheel is on. With these times going on, we're... We got no hero happening, man. You know, you know who the fucking hero is? Our girl AOC. That's the hero. Yeah, she's not fucking around. She's out there doing shit. Nothing but respect for her. There was a tweet I saw the other day that was like, "People keep coming for her, and she just keeps embarrassing them." (laughs) Yeah, like, why do you come? Like, get out of the line to take your shot at AOC because she's going to destroy you. She's yeah, a good a... poster. Like, yeah. she has strong posting energy. Good and at you Twitter. You cannot beat that kind of person in a war. I, 
I was real worried when she got in there that they would just chew her up and spit her out. And but they nope. tried. They they're trying their damnedest. So you know, maybe twenty twenty four. Like I'm, I don't know. We Fucking need nuts, like a hundred more of her. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, the old white dudes are going to start dying. And so someone will have to fill that space. Not if they have anything my to say favorite, about it. My favorite scandal with her was when they were like, look at this video of her dancing in college. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. She looks amazing and she's <laughs> dancing and smiling. Cancel her immediately. <laughs> so Pretty stupid. Uh, we're a political podcast now. I hope everybody's having a good time. <laughs> We've been a political podcast since election night 2016. We talk about politics, food, and TikTok. That's what we're here for. Uh, so speaking of, I was on the way back from jiu-jitsu the other day, and I saw this ridiculous like pop-up cracker emporium on the side <laughs> of the road. Yeah, It was like this crazy little tent that had um, like a whole bunch of like t-shirts and flags and shit and they're all like you know real pro-trump like, and they had a lot of stuff yeah. you'd expect what's, what's that trump 2020 all over them yeah yeah a lot of Trump 2020 stuff a lot of stuff you'd expect um one of my favorites though was the flag that said trump 2020 uh fuck your feelings that was a pretty good one <laughs> i like that one uh, and that's a flag by the way a mm-hmm. flag mm-hmm. that says fuck your feelings on it uh, there was uh, Trump 2020, no more bullshit. So we got to keep America great. Uh, there was a T-shirt that caught my eye. It's like the little Calvin and Hobbes like window decal guy, but it's the president, and he's pissing on the CNN logo because you know that's cool, I guess. Uh, they should have just and... put the Constitution in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then like yeah, there's some thin blue line flag and shit like that. And then my absolute favorite one was. An American flag, but like with a weird gradient effect, like blending it into the Gadsden don't tread on me flag. And that broke my brain because that doesn't even make sense. No. Like as a, like if your guy, if your guy is in charge, right? Like if, like if you, if you're, if you're the guy, the guy's there and you want that guy to be there. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, that was a naval flag. Like, the first Navy flag when they were going to war, you know, with Britain. Like, for independence. It's a revolutionary symbol. Like, and say what you will about those uh, Tea Party dick bags. Like, they at least understood their imagery. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that made sense for those idiots. But these fucking honkies. And they don't tread on me when it's like, motherfucker, who has ever tread on you? <laughs> oh, Lee. <laughs> Lee, have you not heard? Lee, they're they have being to put on tread masks. on. Yeah, every day they're getting they tread on. They have to stand on. six feet apart at Walgreens. Oh, my God. Yeah, fuck your feelings unless you want me to wear a mask. Yeah. 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 So motherfuckers could use a good treading now and again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some people are primed to be tread upon, is all I'm saying. Fucking outrageous. Uh, oh, and also right next to the uh, little pop-up tent, there was a sign, though. Uh, again, fuck your feeling, whatever. But it was just like a white sign and like just stenciled spray paint on it. It said, we have mask. We have mask. Not, we have mask. It's like, all right, man. Just the one, because we're not expecting <laughs> to sell a lot. <laughs> we have mask. Fucking ridiculous. But uh, oh, at Jiu-Jitsu uh, on Thursday, before I saw that ridiculous nonsense, uh, I... 
good train. I'm, I'm trying to get back in shape. My cardio was still not the best. We're, we're getting there. It's slow road. I didn't had, I've done shit for months. So it's, I'm not at peak condition by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, we get ready to spar at the end of class and dude comes up. He's a nice guy. Done him for a while. But he's very, you know, a small guy. You know, like I'm just, I'm, I'm bigger and stronger and better at this than him. That's always been the case. But I'm a good training partner. You know, like we're, we, we play off well with each other. And he says, uh, he said, do you mind if I uh, film this? And I said, really? He's like, why? And he says, I'm shooting this for my nephew. He's going through chemotherapy treatments right now. I don't want to do something, show him something kind of inspirational. And I said, are you sure this is that lane? Because I don't know that this is going to really do a whole lot for that message. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can just go easy on me. I go, no, no, Joe, I won't. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, there's Come no way on. that's going to happen. Come on, you man. you got to work cool. it. I'm here to like, choke people, Joe. He like... wants to make an instrument influential video for his chemotherapy patient nephew, and you're like, I'm not going easy on you. Fuck off. No. Yeah. Absolutely I'm not. I'm here to kill. I'm murdered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I choked him out once, and then I body locked him a second time, and his eyes are about to pop out of his head. And he's like, I thought you were going to go easy on me. I said, I specifically told you I was not going to go easy on you. <laughs> That I don't let my kids win shit. You don't understand. Like, my son is six. He's only ever won against me honestly and shit, okay? It makes it more special when he wins. Mm -hmm. So if that kid doesn't have a chance, you have no fucking chance. <laughs> like, I guess that's right. Lee pointed no, straight man. at the camera and said, I'm your uncle now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to no, be inspired? Do it. No, no, Lee was just like, you need to get better to avenge him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someday. You know, come after me in 20 years, kid. I'll be yeah. waiting. Yeah. He was able to pivot, though, because, like, you know, once I left them all fucked up and broken, he was like, you know, hey, this is a real get back on the horse moment. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come back out there and do this shit again. I'm like, see, there you go. Inspirational video. It worked out okay. Armbar. It worked out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he hit him in the back of the head with a chair. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elbow dropped him from the top rope. Now uh, go to sleep, or I'll put you to sleep. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Um, oh, super specific shout out. Oh shit! To, yeah, super specific shout out to my uh, my my brother Luke and his specific lovely wife. Shout out! Congrats, Sorry. congrats on their first baby. Yeah. So oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, my brother had his first baby and shared the birthing video with us, and it was horrifying. Oh, oh no. no. It was over the shoulder, so you couldn't see anything except the baby slide out of a person, which is something yeah. no one really ever wants to see. I mean, there's still noises, and I don't want to. I've, I've seen a birth. Well, you did this to me! <laughs> Luke Two of them. No, no, no. No, she was super cool and chill, and it was like a Jamaican bobsled. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that baby rocketed out of there. It was like eerily silent to the All point right. where when it happened and then they're like, like oh no is it not crying and the baby just goes boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> nice roll the tape well no, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, time to do commentary <laughs> oh we got our next Whoop, movie there night. it goes <laughs> but uh, other than that man just been fucking playing persona and got a whole bunch of toys Every time I go on PlayStation, it says, currently playing Lee Rodriguez Persona. <laughs> it's all I've been doing. I'm almost done. I think there's less than a month left in the game. 
So I'm almost done. Uh, it's, it's, I think I'm sitting at like 98 hours. <laughs> you understand? It's all I've been doing. <laughs> I really want Nicole to just be like, Lee, that damn cat needs to stop telling you to go to bed. <laughs> she doesn't care about the cat so much, but she is really fucking sick of the music. <laughs> and I can't say that I blame her. I'm on That's the same the thing. page. I there. like the music, but for such a long game, you hear it a lot. It's like, like I said, it's, it's a hundred plus hour game, and there's like maybe nine songs in the whole game, Mo- yeah. mainly just like the same five. And every and five, like every five minutes, you're for a long time. Yeah, you know, a long time. They're good songs, but none of them are meant to be listened to for twenty plus hours a piece. But you know, got me a whole bunch of sweet toys. Got me uh, an OG Series One Spawn figure for like seventeen bucks on the eBay. Very excited about that. Got some Marvel Legends and uh, uh, Psycho Green uh, Hasbro Pulse Power Ranger figure, which is going for like eighty bucks on eBay right now. So next time that shit happens, I'm buying two of them. <laughs> and and uh, oh, and I fin- I finished myself a Gundam model. Finished that Double O Seven Sword. He's got lots of big crazy weapons on him. He's a lot of fun. Lee, really guess what? What else? What, what? I finished a model. Shut up, car. <laughs> No one wants to hear your bullshit outside. Fuck. Yikes. I just figured that was Jose's fan. <laughs> I was yeah. about to throw you too, and the yeah. fucking car ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Son of a I bitch. made a model too. Uh, your model is way fucking cooler than the one that I did. Holy Yours shit. This is cool too. But man. So what the hell is this model? Give it up. Cause I... So that is the Shin Musha Gundam. <sighs> Sengoku Lord variant? No, Sengoku Lord is the New Japan show I just watched. It's <laughs> Sengoku something. It's all samurai shit. So it's like based on a design from one of those uh, like Dynasty Warriors games, but you're a Gundam. Okay. And it's just like a sam a crazy samurai Gundam. And so there's yeah, two versions, the, like the head and a lot of the marking. Like it's just the OG RX seventy eight, yeah, but a samurai, yeah. Yeah, nice is, is uh showing the picture right now. Uh it yeah, it just he's got crazy samurai garb and he's got crazy samurai weapons because I went with the deluxe version that includes shiny parts instead of just like gold colored plastic. It's like shiny gold colored plastic and a whole bunch of weapons and a crazy base. It's pretty badass. It's very yeah. cool. It fucking rules. Yeah, it, that diorama is beautiful. Yeah, that thing's rad. And he's it, got a fucking blunderbuss. It sure does. <laughs> yeah, a couple of, a couple of swords, like a what is that? Like a like a like a halberd? That thing's called. Yeah, that's called. Yeah, and there's a sword on a stick. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Yeah, like I stopped keeping track of how long it took me to make. I'd wager somewhere around twelve hours. That's a lot for one of those. That's nuts. Maybe it's very cool no, though. It's, it, it's it great. couldn't have been that much. Because I worked on it. Because I had a I bought it specifically because I took a four day weekend. So I look at you. All bought it. it. I know. I bought it specifically so I'd have time to finish it over the weekend. So it probably took closer to like nine, ten hours. I think. Well, so that was like my first it's Master gorgeous. Grade Gundam. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. No, I'm super happy with it. My, I think with the next Master Grade I'm going to try and do is I don't know when I'll get it. But I think I want to buy the model version of the full life-size Gundam I saw in Japan. 
and then just put like a pic- like print out or get go to Kinko's and get a nice version of the picture I took of it and put it right by it. There you go. Nice. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, that would be a cool display, I think. Really yeah, cool. so I'm very happy with how that turned out. And Lee, yours looks really cool too. Why, thank you, Kelly. I, I appreciate it. He doesn't have a cool, fancy background, but I did buy an action base <laughs> for it. Yeah. Yeah, the 007 sword, named as such because he has, you guessed it, seven swords. Hell yeah. Had to build them all. It was pretty cool. Very, very nice. What else have been doing, Kelly? Cool. Um, they really are. I got a whole. I got a bunch more, man. I got a whole bunch of common riders to build because that blue uh, blue fin sail. Yep. And uh, the Optimus Prime, the knives got me for my birthday like forever ago. Finally showed up. So I got a lot of shit to build. Yeah, yeah I've got <clears throat> so far. Let's see. I've got trunks and cell to build. Uh, and then at work, I have sitting waiting for me in uh, a little cubby. I put away stuff in. I've got a Kuga model for common rider. Ooh, and, yeah, Fucking love cougars. Yeah, <laughs> not a cougar. Some of that John <laughs> John Cougar Melon Camp. And then I bought, or I have a uh, one setting to the side of the. Remember in Dragon Ball when Vegeta and them first showed up in those like circular pod things? I sure don't. I do. I got you, kid. I, I was gonna say this is a Lee question. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, there's one of those. Uh, I'm that's pretty really cool. Excited. Yeah, yeah, because now the Vegeta go. In there, or is it just the pod? No, Vegeta goes in there. There's like a That's sitting awesome. Vegeta to put in there. And the trunks can go with the time machine. Shabba that I bought. Shabba. That's pretty cool. Sometimes I think they just make this shit up. <laughs> I mean, I could have I, I thrown that blocks. question to Nyes because Nyes is way into Dragon Ball after I left it on in his hotel room two years you just, ago. You get the fajita, you put the fajita in there, and then you got the trunks. <laughs> you got the trunks, of course. That comes with oh, the fajita. We don't have time to go and do all the ridiculous puns of the Dragon Ball names. We don't have that yeah. kind of time because they're all ridiculous. We should do a podcast where Lee and I just explain Dragon Ball to Mahoney. <laughs> Seventy-one part series. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Uh, so other than that, I coming soon to Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. That's good Patreon content. Yeah, yeah. Watch some wrestling. Watch some movies. Uh, one movie in particular uh, is just some Japan shit that oh. another podcast member watched, but it's not the one you would expect. Holy so shit. I was watching King Kong vs. Godzilla, and I was watching on the Criterion Blu-ray set, and I realized this is probably the first time I've ever seen this movie not on a shitty quality VHS. <laughs> so, you know, you're just able to see everything. Like, like, later in the movie, there's a point where you could see, like, the fishing line or whatever they had attached to Godzilla's tail to make it wag. Like, that was kind of wild. But uh, the big thing that I noticed was uh, all the Japanese people in blackface. (laughs) Yep. And let me tell you something. It's a lot of people. It's weird (laughs) because blackface, like, it seems like a very American thing. So it's weird that the Japanese were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do blackface as well. (laughs) Yeah. And so they, it was the all the people on Kong's Island, you know. I just assumed they were of African descent. Not knowing anything really as a kid, and now I see it as, oh no. Oh, there they are. <laughs> Those yeah. are clearly 
Japanese yeah. dudes with brown makeup on their face. Yeah. So yeah. I dropped that in the Popcast group chat, and Nice was like, well, I know what I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> because that as sucker... I said, a surprising member of the Popcast joined me in some Japan shit. Yeah, because that sucker is on Amazon Prime. The version on Amazon Prime is not the Criterion Collection, that's for sure. It is not a great uh, transfer or whatever. Like, I was telling Kelly, there's an opening shot of uh, a scale model of the Earth at the beginning. And in the Prime version, it's shaped like an egg because (laughs) the fucking uh, frame is stretched out. It's uh, pretty bad, but still clear enough to see all that blackface. (laughs) Welcome to Earth. Yeah. So, nice. give me your impressions of King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, I had a, an interesting time watching that. It is <laughs> uh, absolute trash, but at its <laughs> core, I, I assume it's a very similar setup to most Godzilla movies, I would assume, where you've got the, the news anchor or whatever... And and scientists and you know the the first act of the movie is all about that, and then you get to the last twenty thirty minutes of the movie and it's it's Godzilla action. Yeah, 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 yeah a and this is for sure. This is early in the Godzilla stuff to where he's still the bad guy, right? Yeah. So yeah, they kind of bring King Kong in to fight Godzilla essentially. Yeah, it's a um, man. Some- that, Somewhere along that the Kong way, suit man. Oh, it's raw. <laughs> Kong got gout. <laughs> yeah, that Kong suit is worse than maybe any one of the kaiju suits to come before or after it. It may be the worst one I've literally ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> like it's terrible, it's horrible. And uh, later in the movie, the costume, Kong gets lightning powers. Right, oh, cool. <laughs> because he gets charged up by electricity. Yeah. Because they're like, well, shit, he needs something to fight Godzilla's beam with. I know, lightning. Makes sense. Yeah. What giant ape doesn't have lightning powers, Kelly? Yeah. I, I mean, I, so I'm kind of hoping they do something stupid like that in the new movie. I think they started out with the stupid by making King Kong about 18 feet tall and Godzilla uh, 7,000 feet tall. No, King Kong's <laughs> still growing. They're gonna he's be still the growing? same size. Yeah, that was like a big plot point where in the movie where they're like, "Yeah, he's still a kid." Uh, Juan didn't tell me about that part. part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's a but big he, part I, of that movie. But I thought that I only I have only seen like the first like thirty minutes of uh, Skull Island. You go back and watch it. But I thought that he was cartoonishly huge, even when the first time we see him compared to like every other King Kong I've ever seen. Yeah, he's still maybe huge. This one, yeah, he's too big. Like in that movie, he's too big for the island he lives on. <laughs> yeah. Like where, where the fuck is he hanging out? <laughs> oh, the best part that really kind of locked me in was when they had the fucking octopus uh, <laughs> eating all the miniatures, and the entire time this actual real sized octopus is just kind of sliding around this set. I just keep no thinking to myself, shouldn't have fucked the fucking squid. Yeah. <laughs> Let so, me tell you something. Four real life octopi were used in that scene. Oh no! Did Three it? of them made it out of it and back to their lives. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was selected by special effects master Eiji Subaraya for his dinner. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought for sure he was going to have been exploded. Nope. Nope. Got chosen to be eaten. So well, let me let me give the listeners at home a little. Uh, 
insight as to what the the character models of King Kong versus Godzilla look like. Now, when I pulled it up on Amazon Prime, this was the image that they included for Kong versus right. Godzilla. Uh, an <laughs> artist, absolutely not. An artist's rendering looks looks pretty nice, uh, but this is reality right here. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> He's throwing French fries at him. <laughs> They have a like whole a scene where they just chuck rocks at each other. Yeah, Kong loves throwing rocks at him. <laughs> like, that's his favorite thing in that movie. He just loves chucking rocks at Godzilla. And then Godzilla just gets all pissed, like, dude, what are you doing? Kelly's telling us about it and saying that it's a co-production between Universal and Toho because Universal owned the King Kong character. And it's just so wild to think that Toho made this King Kong... And then Universal went, all right, (laughs) sign that off. And the funny thing is, like, the Japanese version of the movie is, like, one of the most poorly preserved Godzilla movies ever. Because I guess in Japan, they're just kind of like, man, we know King Kong looks like shit. (laughs) We don't really care about this movie. Like, Kong looks like shit, and, like, the... Like, what... And, like, the son of Godzilla is, like, a really shitty suit. Like, it's a horrible... Those are two just horrible effects from around the same time. I feel like the baby uh, God, the son of Godzilla is, like, maybe a year later. Like, no, 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 no. Son of Godzilla is, like, a good decade later. Really? Yeah. Because that was... Because King Kong Godzilla was about 62, I believe. Okay, I would so wager... Son of Godzilla is 67. Okay, so that's... So it's... That's earlier than I thought. Okay far enough i guess but yeah i don't know i don't i don't mind that suit because of what it's supposed to be like, but it's, it's so gross and non-expressive <laughs> yeah but it's like supposed to be a dumb kids mascot thing and it's like yeah oh, they it definitely is that yeah like it, it for what it they wanted it to do i think it's fine i would say worse in that era is the like just weird marionette monsters like Kamakaris, or it's just a big ass like mantis i guess Kamakaris, yeah. yeah yeah like those are pretty great. ugly the there's the big ass uh spider from that same movie that looks pretty bad well it was it was something man i i appreciate you for putting it on my radar <laughs> you're welcome i <laughs> so kelly's talking about that he's watching it and I pull it up on Prime, and I start it, and I message all these guys, and I'm like, I'm not nearly high enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the bits in the movie, like, in the final fight where they're fighting through, like, the forest that's on fire. And every now and then you have to see, like, Kong pat out flames on his arms. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Getting roasted. Oh, that's yep. awful. Some man just sweating his balls off, trying not to get caught on fire. Yeah, Yeah. I asked Kelly if there was ever an incident where, like, Japanese pro wrestlers were in the kaiju suits in those old monster movies. Because uh, fucking King Kong threw an arm drag at one point. Or hip toss. Yeah, like, they. I guess those, the two suit actors for that movie did model a lot of their fighting on, like, wrestlers of the time mm-hmm. so it's really sumo through, based imagine trying to roll through a hip toss in a giant dinosaur suit with a <laughs> six foot long tail yeah like like I, I said, yeah con judo throws godzilla at one point yeah like it's Ridiculous. nuts but for real 
Yeah, and then I, I the best part of the whole movie is when they destroy the uh, Osaka Castle. It's just this huge, big ass building, and they're just fighting each other around it for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. It looks so cool seeing that whole thing get destroyed. Oh, those like, adorable I... little tanks! Just the... oh, they're so cute. There's the cutest little tanks. <laughs> what else you got going on, nice? Oh shit! Well, my week has been filled with toy hunting fails. So let me. Uh... Let me take you through my week. This started Thursday. Uh, NECA was doing their on sales of all their San Diego exclusives. Uh, on their site, they had Man. they had that um, the Lightning City Predator from Predator Two, but then you could also get the Musical Mutagen Tour if you were international on their site. So they put all those up at one o'clock. I I really wanted that City Predator, so I I put it in my cart. I had it in my cart. I went to check out $22 to ship a a single $35 action figure, which would have made it a total of $57. And at that point, point, I put my hands up and I said, I'm backing away. I don't want it that much. Because also, they jacked the price up $5 from what it's supposed to be in stores. Anyhow, it's supposed to be $30 in stores. So I'm I'm supposed to pay an extra $27? And I, like I just didn't get why twenty two dollars shipping. You can get another figure for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's outrageous. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I keep uh, poking at them on Twitter. They're gonna Neca's gonna end up blocking me on Twitter. Uh, I have a feeling. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional about it, but I keep poking it's, at them. It's, like it's just outrageous, man. Because like even if it was FedEx, because FedEx sucks as we all know. You know, I was looking back. I I, I thought I was right. I had to look back through my records, and it turns out I was right. And Bluefin to ship me three models from Anaheim, California mm-hmm. to Tennessee. They charged me seven dollars. Mm-hmm. That original Turtles four pack, and then I also got the Street Diorama that same year. Cost me sixteen dollars to ship. Last what the fuck last like, year no. the Capture of Splinter set, and then my Grayscale Pennywise eleven dollars to ship total but somehow this single predator figure was $22 and I can't get an answer out of them as to why uh, some you bought the battle damage shipping right <laughs> some some fucking reply guy was like have you ever have you ever ordered with NECA before and I fucking brought the receipts on him so hard <laughs> <laughs> I fucking went into my emails and got all kinds of screenshots for his ass it doesn't but make also- any sense it just shows a general lack of understanding of, of the terrain. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not going to pay you $22 for shipping. So shipping is going to cost you $22. Then you need to charge me 15 mm-hmm. and put the $7 somewhere else. It's Because it, I'm not going to pay you $22 for shipping. It's either an error in their shipping calculations or... They're just trying to gouge as much as that they, they sold out. So it worked. Yeah. What the hell it was. It worked. Yeah, there it's were enough pain. people that saw, you know, because it wasn't $22 across the board for everybody, but it wasn't cheap for anyone. Yeah. So a they've lot- got some kind of weird system yeah. that cheats people on their shipping. And if you call them on it, they'll refund you. Mm-hmm. Like, no questions asked. We, like, I. 
I work at a comic shop. We get NECA shit. This has happened to us before, and we've said, hey, uh, why are you charging us $10 a figure for shipping? Speaking of customers... Oh, sorry, it was just an error. And it's like, well, this error keeps happening. Because of all the problems... I think you're just hoping we don't notice. Yeah, because of all the problems they've had recently with, you know, Target and Walmart and bots and all that... They really upped the security on their NECA store site so much that legit orders were getting canceled. So even even today, you know, three, four days later, people are still tweeting at them like, hey, uh, my order got canceled. I still haven't heard from customer service. It's like, that's maddening. Uh, so continuing on the, that day. NECA really likes to hide behind like, oh, we're a three-person operation mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, hey, maybe you should hire more people. <laughs> yeah, really. So later on that day at four was the musical Mutagen Turtles were supposed to go on sale on the Target website. And uh, so it was supposed to start at four and obviously did not start at four. Uh, uh, they had so it was the the four pack of turtles, and then you got the stupid accessory pack too. But on the Target website, they had each shirt size as a different listing. So I had a, a tab up with every shirt size, and I was going through every single tab, refreshing, 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 just to see see when it would go up for sale. Forty minutes later, four forty in the afternoon. They finally show that they're up for sale, and I fucking I I freak out. I I hit add to cart. I go to my cart. I go to fucking check out, and it says, "Sorry, things that were in your cart are no longer in your cart." Ooh, been there, dog. Yep. (laughs) Oh, it's a fucking harsh, harsh feeling in your stomach. God damn. Yeah, it's like somebody punches you, and you're just like, ah. But uh, uh, mm-hmm. I had it. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? It was in my cart, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about that moment all week. Like, had I just been a little quicker? Had I was there hesitation at all? But I can't. I can't do that to myself. So, Man, like the the world is on fire. Everything sucks. All we have is useless spending on shit we don't need. Yeah. Let us have it. <laughs> yeah. Let us have it. Oh, it's so frustrating. So, you know, uh, not only were they doing these exclusives online, but they say that they're supposed to be in stores, too. Like, the Predator's supposed to be in Walmart. The Musical Mutagen Tour's supposed to be in Target. I'm still looking for the KC Foot Soldier animated two-pack. Still looking for Metalhead. So, you know, even though Florida COVID cases are spiking every fucking day... Guess who's going out to Walmart and Target every day to check the toy section? So, because you ain't no bitch. Yeah. So uh, Sunday I go out. I Saturday or Sunday I go out and nothing at Target. I go to Walmart and I, I follow the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, you know, I don't really collect wrestling figures, but I like those guys. I like their stuff. And they posted on Twitter because you know Walmart across the board with toys has distribution problems like the shelves are not stocked and they suck so they put out a tweet that was like hey take a picture of the wrestling section at your walmart and and you know add us and tag it major walmart and we could see the kind of distribution problems that were happening at walmart but this walmart here was pretty well stocked as far as wwe figures go so I was getting ats like, hey, yo, 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 let me let me get those. You pick those <laughs> up for me? 
So, you know, to try and build up some karma, uh, not only to build karma, but to possibly get more eyeballs out there looking for turtles for me, this dude hits me up on Twitter, and he's like, hey, I need... Uh, he, he was looking for those WWE Eternia figures, which are the WWE Masters of the Universe mashups, which yeah, yeah, yeah. are really fucking cool. But you know, of them are very, very cool. I, I, can't, I can't collect those. I mean, they're, they're so silly. But I, I told him, I was like, man, I, I will fucking go back there. I will get you what you need. I will send them to you. You know, you pay me cost plus shipping and then just, you know, pay it forward. Keep an eye out for these turtles for me, whatever. So I go... Hit up the target. I grab him. Uh, the Triple H, Sting, and Roman Reigns in the WWE Eternia line. <sighs> I'm walking up to the counter, and I go to the, the the twenty items or less where they sell the cigarettes and stuff like that. And there's a little old lady working there. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> so I put my three wrestling He-Man figures on the conveyor belt and they start moving towards her and I, I just got my head down, I got my mask on. She looks at him, she goes, Oh someone's a collector <laughs> Like I felt it coming a mile away. And first of all, these aren't for me. Second of all, I'm not gonna tell you that. I'm not getting into it. But like why do you have that to? Old... No, no, it's for a friend. It's for yeah, a friend. no, I'm buying these for a man on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, no, they're for a stranger. I promise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why? I'm just trying to do good. Why more than anything do like Walmart clerks feel the need to condescend at grown men <laughs> buying toys? I think we know why. I know why, but I still don't like it. <laughs> All day long, they're treated like shit. <laughs> they're just waiting for that moment where yeah, they can so stick it. The minute a- they yeah. got a, they can take an inch. They're like, oh, Watch time to me own work. this toy boy. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so that was fun. Yeah, I he got a little baby face under that beard. <laughs> I so ran to... the guy's toys, or did he just walk away from the counter and leave him there? <laughs> no, I yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. It was like twenty items or less, and I had twenty three. <laughs> Sorry, wrestling figures. <laughs> no, I got the dude his toys. Fucking packed them up yesterday. Printed a shipping slip. He already paid me by PayPal. The shit's already out in the mail. And nice. you know what? You know how much it cost me to ship three figures? How much? Nice nine dollars. Yeah, right. Each, right? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. $9 each. No, no, no. For for all three. No, what? Not each? Yeah. No, that's not that's not possible. Yeah, no, no, Remember no. when fucking GameStop hit me up? Yes, they I sent do. all the turtles in one box and hit me with shipping for each? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, 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 I do That's probably that. because NECA hit them with the each, and they're like, well, we got to recoup <laughs> our costs on yeah. this. What a bunch of fucks. But in good news, even though all this shit has been going so bad with NECA lately... Uh, they announced today that they're putting Toka and Razar up for pre-order starting Friday, and you got a whole week to be able to pre-order those suckers. Five There's guys no are going to get them, and they're going to love them. There's <laughs> no way. A whole but, week of pre of pre-order, huh? A whole no. week. Which if I if assume that you threw out. If that's correct, that'd be cool. Which I assume I means I don't think it can be because you know you look at a Kickstarter thing like like this, the Spawn Kickstarter is a good example, right? Like. You know, the people that bought those get them, and they may have like a small un- overrun, but this, this, that's like made to order, right? The lead time on that it was like what five months? 
something like that. Like the week of pre-orders that they're gonna do for this thing starting next week for delivery in November. No fucking way. <laughs> like, there's no way they're all gonna get. Well, filled. no way. Know, I, I'm not gonna wait you know i'm gonna be there no, friday no, no, no. morning when that shit opens i'm not gonna fucking twiddle my thumbs friday no no this friday and it's a, There's a this friday it, this friday pre-orders start and it's supposed no, to be nothing quite like uh going to a place to order something and seeing a pre-order sold out like, what do you mean you pre-sold right. out also you make them <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking nuts so yeah they're supposed It'd to be, be cool uh, 70 bucks for the two pack and then like if they want to charge me $22 shipping for Tokan Razar that's fine make it an even 100 why not just so I don't have to pay some dickhead on eBay that no watch the shipping is going to be 5 bucks <laughs> <laughs> you've qualified for free shipping <laughs> and it's, it's just this it's like this huge uh, enormous box that they come in <laughs> And then once you get the box, they'll be like, oh, wait, we undercharged you for shipping. You you owe us 11 more dollars. Whatever, man. And also, you PayPal that over? Sure. For for everybody listening, look, we know how ridiculous this sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're aware of how fucking dumb this is. I've spent the better part of a week looking for a dumb figure on eBay myself. I I understand. It's it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I, I. you know, I've been hitting the stores so often, I've been looking for that Black Lives Matter Ranger for Lee all week, too. Because that's a Target thing, too, that you can only get a Target, and you can't get it at the website, and you can't get anywhere else, and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But then today, this evening on Twitter, NECA retweeted someone who's like, oh, man, fucking Musical Mutagen Tour Turtles showing up in Orlando. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> I posted a screenshot to our Toy Fair group, and all the dudes were like, you better go. (laughs) (laughs) So I fucking jumped in the shower, inhaled my dinner, and hit up Target, and alas, nothing. But tomorrow, I got my alarm set for 6.30 a.m. All the Targets in the area open at 8. I have a map of seven targets in the central florida area <laughs> oh my god we'll see yeah, if i hard we'll see if i can get home by noon when we're supposed to get an ikea order and we'll see if i come home with a single fucking turtle out of all that <laughs> if you I come across so. a lightning predator after you get one for yourself and one for jose if you find a third one grab it for me <laughs> well no, no, no. I, I don't want the lightning predator the lightning predator is all you I, w- I want the battle damage. Yeah, he wants the one with the missing arm. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. I want the Predator, too. And see, at this way. point, with the Predator, it's like... I mean, if I Wait, see it, I see Wait, isn't the Lightning it. Predator the Predator 2 one? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're both, both Predator they're 2. Both predator yeah, two. yeah, they're, they're both Predator 2, but but I, I want the battle damage. But the, yeah, this okay. this yeah. week they announced a battle damage one that's missing an arm. And it doesn't oh, have the Lightning. Oh, I see, okay. Yeah, the the lightning one's cool. The lightning one's cool, but the battle damage I think I would yeah. enjoy more. Yeah, and and after watching Predator Two, yeah, I kind of just want a predator to be on the wall somewhere hunting my Ninja Turtles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Oh man, I'm that sweaty. Would be pretty awesome. I'm sweaty. I after the someone's a collector moment, I came home and I ranted so hard at Mary to the point where she like. Just she starts looking at her phone when I when I, <laughs> when I get going too much. She goes into her safe place, 
I that, get that a lot. Just two fire. Yeah, up. if you if you see a lightning predator, pick it up for me, motherfucker. I got you. Anybody out yeah. there that's looking for toys, you let me know. I got your back. Strangers, he'll help anyone. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I will. Fucking... Somebody's the collector. I get... So yeah. I, I bought those. I bought those WWE figures with a, a credit card that Mary gets alerts for on her phone. So I'm getting in the car, and I get a message from her and said, "Somebody found something at Walmart." <laughs> and I was like, and "I was like, yeah, it's not for me though, because I didn't tell her about you know this." Uh, this deal with this fucking stranger in Jacksonville. It's mystery meeting. Yeah, so I get home and I got this bag of stuff and she's like, oh, is that for Lee? Or I was like, no, it's for some <laughs> dude on Twitter. <laughs> I would, She would have gone through like the whole show. I was like, oh, it must be for Kelly. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Is it for Jose? <laughs> no. Mahoney? Mahoney doesn't want that. It's not for Kerouac, is it? <laughs> Oh my god! Who else? Nick? Nick? Is it for Nick? <laughs> oh my god! But I tell you what, it's for S. Pat, all this fucking toy hunting and having to to go in the entrance of Target and Walmart to where, and then the toy section is the, the complete opposite end of the store. Getting a lot of exercise. Did you, <laughs> you run go. into one that was people counting, or is it just fucking come on? I don't in? know if they're still counting, but they all have someone near the front entrance wiping down. Uh, carts yeah, and also checking and people for masks when i went into the walmart one time a girl walked in in front of me with no mask on and the lady kind of stops her and she's like you got a mask and she's like no and the lady says all right we'll bring it next time <laughs> what she's like all right freedom <laughs> but for the most part like that chick has been the only person i've seen without a mask on in the past week that's good yeah good I so said to Mary, promising. "It's promising." I said to Mary, "It's probably a matter of, you know, these anti-maskers have been anti-mask for four months now, and then all of a sudden we're getting all these mask mandates. So they're like, oh fuck, I, I guess I gotta get a mask.' Mm-hmm. Bunch of dum dums. Gotcha. Bunch of dum dums. Motherfuckers. What's up with you, Jose? I really Man, thought you were going to say, speaking of dum-dums, Jose, what's the... <laughs> oh. Tell us what your week was like, dum-dum. <laughs> Let's talk to this bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> I would never to your face. I spent all week looking pretty. Oh, <laughs> what you been doing? Um, no. So, did did a check with the with the round two of the inversion table. Got the wristbands that have the pressure points. Nice that you nice. put on your wrist. That did the job. And had the lady help me get up to where it was, you know, one quick, not quick, but one fluid motion up to where there was no rocking back and forth. Felt pretty. Had, had a little, a little, little tingle, a little twinge, but not nearly as bad. So. I think I just need to. Uh, I, I'm going. The plan is, is I'm going to recreate when I used to go to the chiropractor. I'm going to do uh, like ten minutes on on the roller. Ten minutes with the uh, with the with the zapper. I got the little little tens machine, and then go. I'm going to do the the appropriate time on the table and do that like every other day. And have like that it. just be like a circuit series of every other day. This is my back thing. Do it all at I once. Like it. Just like going to the chiropractor. 
So while I'm rolling my back, I'll put the pat the the wristbands on, let it sit. You know what I mean for like 15 minutes, get adjusted, and then jump in that motherfucker and go upside down, touch my toes. Um, so that was cool. After uh, doing all of that, the roller, the uh, electric thing, the inversion table. Like, you must get off of that and have to take the biggest shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to have to... If, if I'm already empty... I guess I just got to, you know... Part of my process. Have some coffee. Drop. Make sure I done drop my two deuces for the morning. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> or... Or something wrong with me. One of the two. If you're a doctor out there, you know. yeah, I'm sure we have so many doctors listening. <laughs> Is there a doctor in the house? Why? Where's, uh, where's Viet's wife? We need yeah. her to weigh in. Um, her girlfriend. So playing us in uh, waiting rooms all over the place. <laughs> that that's the good news. You know, there's two sides of every coin. Bad news. Every time I get my fucking take my car to get my oil change, the next day, something explodes. So it looks like my transmission's going out. Ah. So, uh, two to two to fifteen to three thousand for refurbished with a short guarantee lifespan, Mm-mm. or five grand for a three-year guaranteed lifespan. But then with that. Top, you know, add that with the fucking sunroof bullshit. Now we're at the position: do we spend that much money to get that car fixed? Yeah, it, that's the same car, at least. Like the Wait, sunroof and the transmission yeah, are the same. Yeah, same it'd be car. even worse if the like the transmission went on the other one. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> well, well, that one, that one's new. So that one we should, in theory, have no problems with in yeah. the next five years. Um, I say push it off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Drive it into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me see what's up with that insurance. Yeah, yeah. Leave it in a Walmart parking lot unlocked and just hope for the best. Yeah, I'm going to blow it up and then tell them that it got COVID. <laughs> First car the death COVID. Yeah. It um, died from the explosion, but it had COVID. Yeah, it had some existing <laughs> conditions. It coughed a couple times before it went boom. <laughs> and I heard the car. I was like, "Oh no, not my COVID acting up." <laughs> a boom. So that sucks. So, yeah, but luckily, terrible. because of the COVID, uh, I'm not working. As much. you know, what I mean, I'm yeah. not driving out yeah. to the convention center every yeah, day yeah, yeah. or having to drive to the airport. So it doesn't hurt us as much. Only one of us is at work right now so only one of us really needs a car yeah so we're just gonna ride it out and fucking the the next step probably gonna do like a car loan get a car loan get something cheap and then that should be the last piece of my credit and then we should be able to get get a house hell yeah and just start checking things off yeah but we're a little bit wary because i gotta make sure I even have a job. Right. Make sure that that money is eventually coming back. Yeah, because yeah. um, when's a convention? Right. You know right. what I mean? 
Toy so. Fair, if you're listening, email us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? So, you know, we, we don't want to get crazy, especially if, you know, the sixth is, what, done? It's donezos? These guys took a nap, didn't do nothing? Thanks, guys. <laughs> Remember that time they did that picture where they were kneeling? Yeah. In the Kente gloves. Real cool. So, I don't know. So, that sucks. But, because uh, that was bad, I flipped the coin one more time and it landed on the good! <laughs> uh, <laughs> went to the casino! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, picked up that Ghost Recon breakpoint that was on sale, the one that star- stars John Bernthal, and it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, y'all. If it's like Ubisoft's answer to uh, Metal Gear Phantom Limb, if you liked Metal Gear Phantom Limb the way that that played, that's pretty much what this is. Imagine if like a dude like Elon Musk had his own island, and it was just the island of the future. They were printing robotics and shit like that. They were trying to better the world, and then along comes John Bernthal and says, "Cool." All this technology's mine, reconfigure it and start printing weapons, and this island's mine. But the outside world doesn't know this takeover has happened. And he plans on when he's built his army, go invade the US. Oh, all right. But apparently, like you guys have history. You guys were in the same troop together back in the day, so uh, you're part of a. They sink a boat off the coast. You're part of this mission that's supposed to come in and recon that. You get shot down. You wake up on the island, and then you survive. And then the whole time there's like this the main missions, and then there's side missions. But it plays like Metal Gear Phantom Limb. Nice. It's fucking. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Do recommend. Don't go off the reviews because I guess. They released the game originally. It came out and it was like the division. It had gear score. And if you shot a guy in the head, it didn't matter because it was like RPG. They had 4,000 damage. You had to shoot him 4,000 damage and then he died. Whether you shot him in the head or in the toes, he needs to take 4,000 damage. And everyone fucking hated it because nobody (laughs) wanted that. So, but they made this like the island is huge. The map's fucking huge. I played. I put 46 hours in and I discovered 17% of the map. Oh, wow. Holy shit. So it's a big it's a big honker of a fucking map. Um so they didn't want to lose this fucking it's a beautiful game. It would have been a shame. Like I'm pretty sure when the reviews came out those guys had like bottles of champagne ready and instead they cried themselves asleep because the reviews were like this fucking blows. So they they said fine. We'll listen to you. They went back into the lab and reworked it and retweaked it and gave them the game they thought they were going to get. And that's what the re-release was. And that's why they discounted the the price. So pretty fucking cool. Now, what's cool is that when you get the game, you still have the option to play the division style gear score game. Or you can play the new remade remix version, the immersion that they call it immersive mode so you you have the option to play both but the immersive mode is the remake and it is the shit so highly recommend tom clancy's 
uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And then you get to roll with like three other uh, AI squad teammates. Probably some of the best AI teammates I've ever had. <laughs> the, your, your squad rolls hard. Usually when the computer gives you like AI, they're stupid. Yeah, they're, they're like completely the useless. No, these guys, they ball. They will ball for you. They, they, they're ride or die. Jose's like, I love my AI teammates. Looks you makes you guys look like jerks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can roll up to four humans and in and then just take you know go on these missions and then they got I like a little humans. <laughs> um, splinter cell side mission in there that's like a teaser for a splinter cell dlc which i'll probably end up getting why would you say four humans well because because are if you, you a play clone like, if you're, jose huh? jose <laughs> have you been cloned <laughs> No How one many triangles says, can we draw on your body right no now? No one talks about people and says humans. Well, that's going to that's gonna be my, my new uh, <laughs> Discord login name, just triangles. I'm going to legally change my name to triangle. <laughs> triangle, triangle Jones. Yeah. And then just, uh, I'm going to cut a triangle in the side of my beard. Nice. So that's been my week. Ghost Recon, y'all. And... Uh, Transmissions that go out kind of suck. I'm so I'm so. And they tried telling me my fucking I needed to change my spark plugs again. These motherfuckers, man! If you got a car and you take it somewhere and they tell you we want to charge you five hundred dollars to change your spark plugs, fuck that. The tool, all you need is the long spark plug uh, uh, adapter, and that's like just a socket wrench. (laughs) it's just a socket. It's a long socket. You get one of those and you fucking do them yourself because they look at the mileage on the car. And if it's close to a 100,000, 200,000, they just throw it out there because every 100,000, you're supposed to do it. But they don't look to see if they're brand new. They just look at the odometer and it was like, okay, cool. $500 for spark yeah. plugs because you need that done. They also like, no, look at the fucking... fact that you have a store credit card with them too. That as well. <laughs> it's like, nah, I got that. I got my own spark plugs. There's certain things. <laughs> every I am four for like seven of taking my car somewhere for an oil change and they fuck it up. <laughs> that sucks so much. You know, what you then, should, like, I know you do all these things by yourself. Uh, might be time to start doing your own oil changes. I, <laughs> yeah, I, no shit. I normally do. <laughs> That's the same thing I normally do, and the and the couple times I take it somewhere is when they fuck it up. Ugh. I just imagine they're just in there, like just elbowing shit. Yeah, fuck yeah, up. just dropping tools on and just, <laughs> yeah, just dropping wrenches. <laughs> yeah, somehow you know, the, somehow there's extra screws, and the job they did, they didn't need to take out screws. Like I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. My they're second, like, watch. my second car, I got an oil change. And they didn't put the cap back on. And it just <laughs> completely drained of oil. Oh, my God. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's not good. Yeah. It was I'm no a mechanic, fucking... but I'm pretty sure that's not good. It was a fucking giant paperweight after that. Oh, yeah. So, cars, y'all. That's cool. My oh, car has been a big, roof. giant pain in my ass. Uh, really? The when, Mazda? When? Yeah. When the pandemic started, 
my car alarm just started going off. Like, it'd be in the driveway, and it would just start going off. And so, eventually, I just left it unlocked. Because, like, nobody... There's nothing in my car. And I was like, have at it. Like, every so often, you get news reports and, like, Facebook posts of people being like, gotta lock your cars, because there's random teenagers going through the neighborhood, mm-hmm. opening the doors. And in the summer, I don't park in the garage, because all the kids, like, ride on toys and everything are out. So I just park in the driveway, and it's easier. And I'm like, I, whatever. Nobody's gonna you know steal anything out of my car. No, you need to set up like fishing wire. So if they do open it, <laughs> yeah. it looks like they're about to trip an explosion or something. There you go. So it's it's going off all the time, so I leave the car unlocked. And then eventually I'm like, okay, well, I have to bring it in for the inspection and, and like, you know, I registered it and I had to get it inspected. And like I may as well be like also figure out what's going on with the car alarm. So because I have to do that, I bring it to the dealer and I hate going to the dealer. Every single time I go to the dealer, it's a giant pain in my ass. They fuck something up. It's always, always a nightmare. To buy your car. I'm but always the fighting with the best, them. The ones that they're the most qualified. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. that's part of this story. Yeah. So, and I'm like, but I know that if I go somewhere else, they're going to be like, I'm not fucking with the alarm. Like, you have to figure that out yourself. So, off I go to the dealer. I drop it off. I'm like, you know, uh, inspect it. And then also, the car alarm's going off for no reason. The guy calls me back and he's like, "All right, we figured it out. You know, we pulled the we'll, we'll pull the codes. It costs like a fortune to pull the codes." And he's like, "It's your uh, like there's these sensors in your door handles, and two of them have failed, so we have to replace the two of them. And it's it's an ungodly amount of money." And I'm like, "That's fine, because my car is a 2009 with 70,000 miles on it because I barely drive anywhere, so I haven't had a car payment in like over five years." So even if I have to drop, like, you know, it was like $700 for those. I was like, that's fine, because that's yeah. like two car payments right. over five and, years. And you haven't done like, it forever, sure. Exactly, right. like, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, sure, do it. So they fix it. Um, I go and get the car. I bring it home. Car alarm goes off. I'm like, all right. And that's kind of what I expected, because that's the story with this dealership. Like, I bring them the thing. I'm like, it's broken. They're like, I fixed it. Pay me a shit ton of money. And then the thing is still broken. And I'm like, okay. That's a shame, so I bring because the car. Mary has the little Mazda, too. And we've been yeah. nothing but happy with all the service we've gotten from the Mazda dealership. Yeah, I think it might just be this dealer. Yeah. So I go back. I'm like, hey, car alarm's going off again. And the guy calls me, and he's like, all right. Uh, so, like... You replaced two of the sensors. A third sensor is now bad. And I'm like, okay, but here's the deal. How do I have any idea that the two I just replaced were actually bad? And he's like, I have my top guy on it. My top technician. Mm -hmm. And he swears that the two you replaced were bad, but now this third one is also bad. And I'm like, okay, so go ahead and replace the third one. And we'll cross our fingers, I guess. <laughs> he calls me back, like, that afternoon. And he's like, hey, man, your amp just exploded. He's like, the like, whole car. Stereo? Yeah, the whole car, even with the radio off, sounded like gunshots. And we were all terrified. <laughs> and it was your amplifier shorting out and, and basically exploding. So we unplugged it. And like that's eight hundred bucks if you want us to fix. It. I'm like, don't even fu- don't even fix it. Just leave it unplugged. Like, just leave the stupid radio amplifier, whatever, unplugged. Fix the stupid handle. 
And, like, give me the car back. They fix the handle. I get the car back. The fucking car alarm goes off. Oh, my God. So I go back, and I'm like, car alarm is still going off. Oh, my God. He calls me today, and he's like, here's the thing. You're not going to uh, believe this. The we fourth were, door. Since and I'm totally expecting him to be like, it's the fourth door. Totally expecting the fourth door, and I'm gonna. And I was all prepped to be like, "You go ahead and replace that fourth door," but I want you to be two thousand percent sure <laughs> because if I bring it home with four new door handles and the car alarm goes Ooh. off, I'm getting all of my money back for all of those sensors. You know, like. So I bring it back. He calls me today. He's like, "Okay, so there were two cars to have their door handle sensors replaced." And we replaced the wrong one on oh, your car. Oh my god! <laughs> like okay, oh. like so fucking oh. the right one. And so apparently it's all done. And the only bright side, the only thing I can hope is that the one they mistakenly fixed is the one I didn't want to. Like the one that wasn't failing. So like maybe <laughs> now I have four brand new ones, or maybe one got replaced twice. I have no way of knowing. <laughs> Who knows? And maybe. Oh just my maybe, god. The door handle sensors have nothing to do with the reason the car alarm's going off, which is just as likely. So tomorrow or some other day, I will go pick up the car, and we'll bring it back, and we'll just cross our fingers that the door, the, the car alarm doesn't Jesus. go off. And every time it goes off, I want to be like, does it not fucking go off in your parking lot? Like, do you just not hear it? Right. Like, what is going on? Like... You would think if no, I No, because they the car... had your fucking stereo oh on too loud. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> it's been a wild time with that car. Your amp exploded. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it scared the shit out of all of us. We thought it was gunshot. <laughs> he was telling me the whole story. And I just go, well, uh, you know, no offense, but better you than me. So, sorry it happened to you, but I'd rather it happened to you than happened to me while I'm driving it or something. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mahoney, uh, bad news. Uh, we went to try and fix the problem with your car alarm, but it seems that your entire car has been filled up with water to the ceiling. <laughs> we don't know how yeah. it happened. Can you come pick it up? Basically. Somehow it fell in a dunk tank? <laughs> Basically. They drive me absolutely... And I, I'm, like, I love my Mazda... This is my second Mazda. I loved the Mazda I had before that. I don't know if it's just Mazdas in general that are hard to service or if this dealership is just the shittiest dealership around. You know? Like, so. Love my Mazda. Don't know that I'll ever buy another one from that place. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's been wild. And I just know I'm going to get the stupid car back here. And the car alarm's gonna it's, go off. It's definitely gonna go off. Be like, I'm gonna, it's not gonna go gonna off. Crush my key fob in my hand. It's not gonna go off <laughs> until you sit down inside. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys yeah. somehow managed to blow up my amp. Can you somehow manage to cut the wires on the fucking alarm? <laughs> I know. At one point, at one point, my dad was like. I mean, you probably should have just had him turn the alarm off. And I'm like, can you do that? I should have done that. Why, what the fuck do I care about the alarm? But all I want, like like I said, this is a 2009. Not even 75,000 miles on it. Uh, 70, yeah. Like, I just want it to last me until Katie is 10. 
Then I'm going to get a new car, have that car paid off to be like, here's your car when yep. she turns 16, get another car, have that car paid off for when Will turns 16, and then in like 12 years, I'll get a car that I want. Fuck yeah. No, so. no that's the way to do it. Yeah. Lamborghini. So I just right. need this thing to last me get, like three more years. And there's no reason cars it shouldn't. Three wheels. Yeah. <laughs> there's no reason it shouldn't. It, I'm not even close to 100,000 miles. And I drive like 3,000 miles a year. Like, <laughs> well, you, you, it, it's a good idea to get, or, you know, in a couple of years when Katie turns 10 to get a car that she can have when she's 16. But you should probably plan for a boat for Will. <laughs> just for yeah, the way things fair. are going. <laughs> Uh, That's very fair. Juggalo John, like in the, Juggalo John in the chat says, turns out it's a mouse getting into and out of Mahoney's car, and that's what's setting it off. <laughs> there, was, there was one point when it started going off after like the second trip there, and I was like, I mean, maybe someone is just trying to steal it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's nothing wrong, and it's just someone who keeps trying to get in my car. What if... It's doing its job. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, how do I know it's broken? Some... You're yelling at it for doing what it's supposed to do, and he's like, no, you're not listening. Like it only goes off like at night at home? Oh, no, all throughout the day. Oh, okay, okay, like, okay, okay. All times of the day it goes off. And it's so loud and so annoying. That's really funny. It's, it's not funny, but it's really funny. Yeah, it's really just been amazing. So I have been keeping sane, my honey. Oh, uh, when I'm not changing the car door handles on my car, I'm watching talks. Tick tock, motherfucker! I don't believe that sentence, because I, I believe that even while you're changing that, you are watching talks. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. Immediately following any, car, any call with the dealership, I am immediately watching talks. To try to cheer myself I'm, up. I'm so pissed off. I'm so pissed. <laughs> oh, now I'm yep. better. Not better again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then I, I see I turn it on and I see this girl who is just trying to make her way, just living her life in the pandemic. What's up, TikTok? Happy 100th day of quarantine. I'm depressed, wearing lingerie, and now I'm shooting a bow. Hope everyone's doing well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's how she's coping. This is content right. I can get behind. Right? She reminds me. I a, thought uh, series of statements. I thought she was poop blog girl at first. She kind of looks like her. Yeah. but she's not. Yeah, that would have been great. Had she like you know bullseye that thing, it would have been awesome. But I think she missed completely. Oh no! I heard the thud. Yeah, yeah she yeah. hit. She hit it. Yeah, I mean, she hit something. Yeah, play it back. What's up, TikTok? Happy 100th day of quarantine. I'm depressed, wearing lingerie, and now I'm shooting a bow. Hope everyone's doing well. Yeah, she I did. Maybe she hit it. No, I think, I think she hit the yeah, shit out of it. Maybe she did. I don't know if it was a bullseye, but I think she hit the shit out of it. Yeah, I don't know if it hit the hit the target, but it hit like the white area outside of the, I mean, the actual circle. I mean, she hit it better than I would have, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mine would have probably gone directly into my car. <laughs> and the alarm would have definitely gone off. Yeah. No, no, that's the one time it wouldn't have went off. <laughs> exactly. The one time you expect arrow it to go off. the windshield just quiet as the dead. <laughs> the yeah. arrow severs the alarm cord and now the alarm will never go off again. Perfect. 
That's fucking outstanding. All right, so. Um, oh, I hate this. Hey, I'm in Mahoney's No, hold on, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I had these out of order. Oh, thank God. Something to look forward to now. That's oh, right. God. So, Lee, if you don't want to cope with the pandemic by wearing lingerie and shooting a bow, uh, you can try this guy's approach. Ladies, I'm not saying that the key to a man's heart is necessarily a physical object, but think about how relaxed we would be after a couple minutes in the testicuzzi, jacuzzi for God your balls. I personally would be very calm. <laughs> just, just a jacuzzi for your balls. With very detailed instructions. Yeah, that's a, that's a new wizard product, I think. Yeah. Very detailed instructions on how to crouch just right to dip your balls in this jacuzzi. You know what they also call a jacuzzi for your balls? A jacuzzi. <laughs> That's true. I thought you were gonna say Juan's mom. Oh! <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> All right, Lee. Now oh, it's time I, to I, rate cats in Renaissance paintings like as sound effects. <laughs> I don't like this. Hey, you got the accent challenge. Shout out to Dirty Pumas Tim. I ain't number one. You got Beanie. There's Beanie. Number two, we got he. Number three, we got <laughs> Number four, we got B. Number Look five, we got mm. Number six, we got Chi. Look at Chi. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I, I fucking love Chi the best. They're so good. They're so good. Those cats are ridiculous. But every one of them fits those names perfectly. Ah. <sighs> It's something that you like. You're halfway to an art degree now, so I feel like I have like, an art degree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you didn't I enjoy any have an of art degree. <laughs> I feel like you didn't enjoy any of those, but I know. I did, however, recognize two of those cats from my art history class. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Which ones? In your in your book, were they called? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like, oolong. <laughs> Alright, you're gonna love this one, Lee. <sighs> the girl at the fridge yep. gets herself a cheese stick. Uh-huh. Like a string she smokes cheese. it like a cigar. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well played. Uh, I didn't care for that at all. Yeah. No, I, no that, that, that was... That was well played. I saw this a one. Good cheese. I saw this one. I was like, "Oh, Lee is gonna hate it." Oh, I don't <laughs> like it. One oh, look at the dog bit. in the background. He's big. He's a big dog. Take the puff. Spits out a bunch of shrimp <laughs> cheese. I bet he's gonna eat that cheese. Oh, absolutely. I, oh boy, that's just making so, a mess. It's, it's no, Lee, the dog cheeses. gets. Lee, the yeah, dog no gets the cheese. Yeah. Oh, just, that's Plus, I, oh. Look she at had it in there. her mouth all that time, so she like sucked out all the flavor. You know? get, does her dog oh, have a you, you just made it worse. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> a mouthful of flavorless mush. <laughs> if you don't want to hold a bunch of shredded cheese in your mouth while you pretend smoke a cheese stick, maybe, just maybe, you're going to want to air fry a cob of corn. If you've got an air fryer and a spare cob of corn, cover it with butter and get so it much real butter. warm. 
And what happens next is the best part of all. It's not corn anymore. It's hot popcorn <laughs> on the cob. <laughs> that song's a banger. Yeah. Well, like... <laughs> can't work like where'd all the rest of the kernels go what else was gonna happen <laughs> like of course it fucking popped the corn well every other time you cook corn on the cob it doesn't pop the corn Ugh. there's no truth in this art of course there's not it's stupid i mean the it was definitely popped popcorn on a cor- maybe he glued it on i yeah, don't know i think he just glued it on he, that he, he fucking ate the corn and all that butter, because you know he ate the butter, and then he that got was some a fucking, lot of butter, and then he got some hot glue, <laughs> and did four lines of hot glue down that cob, and put some popcorn on mm. it. Like, it's f- all right, fake news, just this like that. None of that cob had popcorn it, on it's it. It's fake news, just like that fucked up egg. Yep. I think we should learn a lot sooner if we keep wearing masks. Oh. Trash can. Sorry, <laughs> that is definitely what the end of that. One. All right, so this one I love, <laughs> and I love this one. More, even more, because I feel like at least some of our listeners will have been to this mall. <laughs> I Come think to North Riverside Park Mall in North Riverside, Illinois. They have Sears, Five Below, Candy Junction, Maps, store closing signs, store closing signs, Metro PCS, dentists, store closing signs, kiosks, chairs, tables, trash cans, chairs, chairs, Claire's, Maps, Onions, kiosks, trash cans, diamond places, diamond places, diamond places, tiles, diamond places, kiosks, stairs, stairs. Robot stairs, kiosks, T-Mobile, benches, benches, booths, benches, trash cans, China Max, sharks, a movie theater which is closed currently because of the pandemic, which will end a lot sooner if we keep wearing masks. Trash cans! <laughs> I also liked that nonsensical version where he says the wearing masks part and then just yells trash can for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the commitment to the bit. Yeah, right? I, like th- I like that one. That's one. a good one. I don't know about you, but I would like to go to the North Riverside Park Mall. It seems very I'm, appealing. I think it's a Sears. There. I think is it the last Sears? Is it the last one there is? Might have been. I bet all those store closing signs are for that Sears. That Sears <laughs> was hiding out from Mahoney, but TikTok <laughs> yeah. fucking spoiled Sold it. Sold them out. Yeah. I smell free tools. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk about your thousands of dollars in free tools at some point because oh, it's a absolutely. really good racket. <laughs> that is a tale for for a, a stormy night. Yeah, We don't have time for it now, but it is absolutely worth telling the story. It's outstanding. Tremendous story. Uh, you know what? As far as uh, talks go, that was brisk and wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, one, they, wasn't were, good, they were but, in lingerie. You know. They were yeah. eating cheese. There was Renaissance cats. They lied to us about popcorn. There was a Sears. <laughs> and I haven't seen a Sears in a hot ass minute. So, yeah. you know. M- Mahoney so, sent these to me before lunch today. Usually it's mid afternoon when he sends them. So I was like, oh man, I love that I'm getting these so early. And he was like, oh man, I could have sent these to you yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. You get that, like, fear of missing out, though. Like, I don't want to send them, because I, I know the minute I send them, I'm going to find one even better. Right. Got to leave I, your options I, open. I've seen worse. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. All kudos, right. Mahoney. That didn't Challenge make me accepted. hate things too much. Holy no, shit, no, you got a kudos. Okay. You got a kudos from Lee, Mahoney. Yeah. It just it, it was, it wasn't aggressively awful. 
Next week, so, I'm going to make like him that. cry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Trash can! I hate it already. <laughs> oh, Christ. What we got for classic this week, Nice. So, this week, actually, just a couple days ago, I was reminded of this thread on Facebook that uh, involved a who's who of who's that. Uh, <laughs> and it was when Bobby made sure to plant his flag next to Kerouac in that he would not fuck Deborah Ann Wall, a.k.a. Karen Page from Daredevil. So this PopCast Classic this week is from PopCast 98 from April 2015. It was the show after Lee's surprise 30th birthday party yep, where yep, we yep. all sat around and watched Daredevil. And ate all the pizza on planet Earth. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy this. Back in a minute. And now, a curated selection from deep within the PopCast Network archives. We proudly present this PopCast Classic. Uh, we're going to be talking spoilers on Daredevil up until at least uh, uh, episode 8. I finished episode 8 today. Well, That's where I'm at. Kerouac well, hasn't watched any since okay. Tennessee. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, so we're going to spoil up until at least episode six. Yeah, we won't we won't spoil anything for you, Lee. But me, Kelly, and Jose are all caught up. It's just, man, like it's it's so fucking good, you guys. Like, I mean, by now I'm sure everybody listening has watched at least some of it. It's just, it's it's amazing how well put together it is, man. It looks great. It's got a, I don't know I like the way it's a little bit. It almost looks like it was shot on film. It's got a little bit of grain to it. Like, oh, it definitely has a grain to it. Yeah, they go. Yeah. they go. Handheld like plenty. It's like uh, like the like fucking the wire with Daredevil in it. Yeah, it's you know I was I was discussing this with Tyree today. I do not understand how, from a studio money making perspective, it can possibly be a f- more financially viable option to make thirteen hours. Of Daredevil for Netflix than it is to make two and a half hours of the Avengers. I get that you don't have the big effects pieces. I get that there's that. And I get that Charlie Cox is not pulling in some Chris Hemsworth money. I get that there's that. But is that really like what offsets? This looks like a movie. This looks like four movies back to back to back to back. Yep. Yeah. They, they said that the 13 episodes of Daredevil cost less than a single Marvel Studios movie. Yeah. Well, the uh, yeah the well, uh, the budget on Origins of the New Black is like a million and a half per episode. Not, you know, it could be more or less on Daredevil. I mean, they do a lot of uh, location shots, you know, a lot of exteriors. I'm sure it's a little more expensive than that. But, uh, man, it just... Juggalo John in the chat does correct me. Charlie Cox is not pulling in Chris Hemsworth money yet. Yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that guy said that man a fucking star, man. The, the, the cast is perfect. Uh, <laughs> at one point early on, Kerouac made the foolhardy observation that, you know, I don't know why everyone thinks that this girl playing Karen Page is so beautiful. Yes, uh, he, he wasn't even asked about it. He <laughs> offered up that opinion willingly. <laughs> No, it's because it's the like fourth time in the show that somebody insists on saying how fucking beautiful this girl is, and I'm like, you need to stop saying that because 
That's where my suspension of disbelief has gone right out the window. Guy with, super senses, guy with super senses, I'll believe it. This girl is super beautiful? No, I'm sorry, you're full of shit. Now, a straw poll of ten random adults cross-sectioned uh, both genders of the species <laughs> revealed 90% would bang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by science, we determined Kerouac was the worst. <laughs> Join us again next week for yet another PopCast Classic. That could never air today. It shouldn't have aired then. No. I feel like there has to be another PopCast after that one. Where we really lean into Kerouac about that whole thing. I think a lot of podcasts after that one lean into Kerouac. Yeah, that was a. I think that became a running one for yeah. a little bit. But that was the first. But yeah. hey, if he hadn't made that bold stance, then he wouldn't be married to that girl that he was trying to impress right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The best God. thing that came out of that whole thread that Bobby posted that had, what, 170 comments was Vito Del Sante, professional writer, and his quote, the popcast is the bastion of feminism. <laughs> it's true. I, I don't know what to make of that because I feel like... Oh, he was being shitty for sure. I know, but like... Why would you say that? We're I think we're very pro-female. What the fuck? Uh, he's probably I'm just... Thinking... It's safe bet that Vito's never listened to a single episode of the podcast. I would think so. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We may, yeah, we're, we're not always on Woke Uncle over here. <laughs> or he only listened to that Back to the Future one. <laughs> that could be that the case. That could be true. He was but even then, that was a fucking 25-75 split. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably just mad because of that one time he tried to sell PCW merchandise without talking to anybody. Oh, right, yeah. That was that. What's up on the six pack, man? I'm very excited about this. What's top six? Yeah. Be good. One, two, three, four, five. Six, six, six. <laughs> top six. Six! I still like six. Soundtracks, man. Soundtracks. Movie I'm, soundtracks, I'm Lee. Movie Mo soundtracks. Movie soundtracks. <laughs> I only lost like one off my list. Okay. okay. I was going for like a TV soundtrack. This, I only lost one. It wasn't that bad. And I, I, I replaced it with something that was close enough in the same vein that you can't really tell a difference. It's fine. Uh, whose idea was this one? Was this, uh, was uh, this zero? Kristen was suggested Kristen. it a couple weeks ago, but I'm sure somewhere along the line, Juggalo John had suggested it, maybe Juan, and I kind of brushed it off because it's difficult to do a music topic and not get fucking demonic. Demomatized. Yeah, you don't want to get demomatized. <laughs> Straight up demomatized. But man, really good response for this one. Yeah, it's a lot of fun too, man. Because because uh, I, I I don't I don't I hope there's not a ton of repeat business. So I think there should be enough to cover a wide swath. I feel like. Fuck, let's get into it, man. Mo top six. Yeah, six, six, six. So I'm going to throw a uh, big shout out to the Spawn soundtrack because fucking duh. 
we talked about that. We've been that might be one of the reasons we we're doing this. I feel like we've been talking about the Spawn soundtrack for like a month. Precisely, it was uh, because of the yeah, '90s action movies. Up. Yeah, yeah. So that that one definitely counts. That's, that's a rock solid soundtrack. And hey, in this age of uh, streaming everything, if anything sounds good, you can just hop on your fucking Spotify and play that shit tomorrow if you want to. Or maybe in the maybe in your other ear as we're talking about it, you can just cycle back and forth between devices. Get real complicated about it and make yeah. it. I think it'd be totally worth it. Kelly, <laughs> did you put that one on your list that we were talking about the uh, ninety? What was it? Ninety eight Godzilla soundtrack? Oh God, no. Okay. Well, the the best thing that Kelly let us know about that soundtrack is the only version of Green Day's Brain Stew that's on Spotify. Is the one no, from... no, not Spotify, Pandora. Pandora, sorry. The only version of Green Day's Brain Stew that's on there is the one with Godzilla in the background because yeah, it was from just, the Godzilla soundtrack. It's just Brain Stew, but every now and then you hear Godzilla yell. <laughs> what? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that's the same song, but every now and then you just get a Godzilla scream like during the chorus. That's wild. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, at first, the first time it played at work, we're just like, "What? Who's making Godzilla noises?" And we're like, is that someone's phone? And then we looked at the screen, and it was like, "Nope, that sure is part of the music." Uh huh. Yeah. If it's interesting, like if you look at a lot of like Pandora, a lot of times songs you know are not from the albums you recognize them being from, because they have found the cheaper license. <laughs> Oh, jeez. really bizarre. All right, so. Uh, a snapshot of early to mid-aughts rock music and infinitely better than the movie it came, comes from is the Punisher soundtrack. That's where that uh, Broken Song blew up on, and it's a whole bunch of bands from that time. Mm-hmm. And most of the soundtrack, it's a fucking pretty good album if you're into that sort of lane of music uh and i can't tell you a whole lot about that movie but i know most of the songs on that record how can you talk the bad guy how can you talk down to the thomas jane punisher movie yet you love warzone yeah i like it too it's fine but like the, the thomas jane punisher movie is kind of generic it's sort of yeah. unremarkable it's there's not a whole lot a of punisher movie, movie. That's it. It's barely a Punisher I, movie. There are actual scenes from the Punisher comic in it. Oh, you mean like there's none of those in Punisher Warzone, right? Yeah. Not a single one. I don't know what is going on in Punisher Warzone. I don't recall any scenes <laughs> from Punisher comic where they blow up a parkour guy. Oh, you've been reading the wrong Punisher comics. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Just say it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But does not hold a candle. To Punisher Warzone. God, no. Punisher can't lick the boots of Punisher Warzone. The first yeah. time I heard you say that, I thought both of you were just joking. Right? No. No. <laughs> no. Fucking I, love that movie. I'm still not 100% sure. And I think <laughs> when, they, right. when they convinced no. Jose to say that it was also good, I, I just feel like they're trolling me. And have been ever since. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. I was so happy when Jose came on the right side of things. It was fun. It's so good. It, it's it's a, so it's fun. A fun movie. It, yeah. It's it's stupid. It's fun. It's over the top, and it's it's definitely has its own little place. Now that being said, on, I can't tell you if 
I can't tell you if Punisher Warzone even has a soundtrack. It does. It does. It's a good soundtrack. Yeah? No. I just that remembered up. that now. Go look that shit up. Yeah, no, it's track. a solid soundtrack. Uh, next up, I'm throwing on the Devil's Rejects soundtrack. Hmm. Uh, it's got, you know, a bunch of clips in the movie on it, which is a dumb thing that I like about some soundtracks. Um, but it's just a bunch of classic rock, man. Classic Southern rock. You got some Midnight Rider on there. And you got Freebird on there and a bunch of songs from the 70s. It's, it's uh, like, cut out the, you know, audio clips in the movie. And it's just kind of like a, now that's what I call classic rock album. <laughs> it's it's it, all those hits. You for be- time life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very much that. That's what I call cool seventies rock, yeah. volume two. Uh, going back to the Punisher Warzone soundtrack, you got a uh, Psychosocial by Slipknot on there. You got some okay. Rise Against. You got Fallen by Seether. You have the titular Warzone by Rob Zombie. Uh, there's some Hate Breed on there. There's a song that's a co-production of Dave Mustaine and Static X. And then uh, they put the wrong Punisher soundtrack on here. And then <laughs> Days of Revenge by Ramallah, which is uh, the rad as fuck song in the initial trailer for that movie. I gotta go listen to that. I'm gonna put that on in just a minute. Fuck yeah, it's great. Punisher Warzone. Note made. Hell yeah. Lee's like, enough of this <laughs> podcast bullshit. I'm going to go listen to the Punisher Warzone soundtrack. <laughs> I'm going to watch Punisher Warzone. Oh, fuck, we should, we should go watch Punisher. All right, screw the show. We're going to go watch Punisher Warzone. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, okay, next up, uh, Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Uh, it's That's another one that it's, it's a good just kind of album on its own. Yeah, and yeah. then the music is used so well in the movie. Yep. Yep. I actually just Hello remembered danger. that one. I just remembered that one and replaced something else on my list with it. Yeah, What's Up Danger. Exactly. Uh, what's that, up? Like, oh, yeah, that yeah, song's that's, so that's good. My favorite one. Yeah. It's a good song, but then you put it with that scene, and it will never not give me goosebumps. No. Yeah. It's exactly. so good. And the, the, the Prowler theme, I really like, too. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's just scary and gross. Oh, it's good. Uh, same uh, kind of on the same vein Guardians of the Galaxy uh, I'm going to say volume 1 more so than 2 yeah. uh, the soundtrack yeah, is definitely stronger it's pretty much a character in the movie almost like because the soundtrack is like it's a the, the, that Walkman is a plot point mm-hmm. you know so the soundtrack really matters uh, to that movie and it's another good you know kind of old school kind of classic music stuff man it's, it's, it's another good one like that and that yeah, soundtrack that, a lot. that soundtrack hit so big that every fucking movie and movie trailer after that tried to replicate it. Yeah. And it just didn't work. <laughs> it's not the same. Like, what if we put a whole bunch of needle drops in Suicide Squad? Would they like it? <laughs> nah, we still don't them. We still don't like it. Alright, these last two Dark Horse candidates. All right. Get him to the Greek soundtrack. Hey, is that is that a good movie? I I think I've heard good things about that. That's a fun movie. Get him to the Greek is a really fun movie, and All it's right. you know Russell Brand stars. He's he's Aldous Snow. He's the musician. He's the same the guy who was in. He's the same character that he played in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So he's that guy, and so they recorded an entire album of songs by the fictional artist in the movie, Infant so, Sorrow. Infant Sorrow. Most of the record, most of the soundtrack is Infant Sorrow. In fact, if you look it up, like it's given the Greek. 
by Infant Sorrow is what it's under. Not, again, the Greek playlist. Like, the name of the album is given the Greek. The band is Infant Sorrow. There's a couple of their songs in there, too. And they, they run from anything from, like, you know, kind of funny joke songs to, you know, laughably terrible because one of the songs is, like, you know, his fall from grace track that everybody hates, but they recorded the whole song, put it on there. <laughs> uh, and some of them are kind of legit bangers. <laughs> like, it's, it's a fun... Uh, Thing that you don't really get in a lot of movies. Yeah, the Infant Sorrow songs on the Forgetting Sarah Marshall soundtrack are good. Yeah, like yeah, he's kind of good. <laughs> I'm not mad about it at all. And then similar vein, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that's typically I don't. I'm not a big fan of that type of music, generally speaking. But it works again in the context of the movie. It works really, really well. Uh, they, you know, it's the fake bands in the movie, you know, like it's, you know, bands playing, you know, under the name of other bands or whatever. Uh, and it's it, just as much a soundtrack as it is kind of an adaptation because that music is really important to the source material too, you know, to the point where like, you know, there's, you know, I think tablature and shit like that in some of the early volumes of the, the comic book. I mean, so it's a very much part of the, the Scott Pilgrim tapestry is this soundtrack. I was listening to that soundtrack on a loop uh, around the same time that Mary made her first trip down here for Star Wars Celebration. So, very sentimental. And, uh, just in case you're wondering, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World came out 10 years ago already. Yep, 2010. Fuck. Still yeah. holds up. If that, yeah. that could come out now and still be just as good. It would, it would probably it would hit harder. Turn, it, yeah, so much more successful now. Oh, it would be huge today. Yeah, because yeah. that movie didn't get nearly the play it deserved. No. I, I love that movie. No, that's yeah, like the um, um, last action hero of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just too early. Just met, ahead of its time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's mine, man. What do we got on Discord? Nice. All right. Well, uh, Mel starts it out. Uh, he goes with. Let's see here. Like I haven't heard from Mel in a hot minute. Oh, Mel's on the Discord pretty regularly. He he doesn't. Not in the top six. Yeah, he doesn't often participate in the top six, but this one has brought him out in droves. So he's he's been busy making Christmas soup. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Uh, Holy shit, we have a lot in here. Yeah, there is a lot. Yeah, today's going to be a uh, midnight show. Sorry. Holy shit. Uh, I got. Oh my god, there's so many. Okay. I gotta figure out where the beginning of his list is. Fuck. Uh, so he's got uh, uh, Friday. Uh, how do you get fired on your day off? Yeah, you know, bunch of Dre, bu- bunch of you know gangster rap that era. Good stuff. Uh, Purple Rain. I didn't understand the movie, but the songs "Let's Go Crazy," "When Doves Cry," and "I Would Die for You" still iconic to this day. Uh, Gardens of the Galaxy honestly introduced me to a few of those songs. Hooked on a Feeling, Come and Get Your Love, and Ain't No Mountain High Enough has always been one of my favorites. Yep. Did I miss anything? Oh, Straight out of Compton. Damn near every song on that soundtrack was a hit, but my favorite, Cruising Down the Street in My 6'4". Yeah. Oh, Phantom of the Opera. Please number these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like like the pimp I was in high school, I was in stage crew and we did Phantom one year and it kind of opened my eyes to musicals. Total pimp. I think I nailed them all. Uh also forgot Footloose, the OG Footloose. Well, god damn it. It's okay. Sorry. Uh it began right under where he said, "Here's my list, no particular order." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
he really hit it deep in that uh, camouflage there. All right, so Shark hits us up also in no particular order. Uh, honorable mentions to End of the Spider-Verse and Requiem for a Dream. Uh, he was the main song in almost every film movie project in college. Mm -hmm. I mean, that Requiem good. for a Dream, that main song they used in the trailers for Lord of the Rings 2 Towers. Every movie? Yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah. And then that, that one, they add, they add, it's the remix on Lord of the Rings because they had a more epic mm -hmm. uh, more, orchestra uh, to it. Not a not a soundtrack that'll really get you in a great mood. No, Oof. no, <laughs> goddamn! No. I, I got a thing. I got a thing going with that. Yeah, and it almost broke me. I had to step aside from that project. <laughs> it made him like, cry. Yeah, it the shit got deep, dude. <laughs> I had to back the fuck away. And then another honorable mention to Jurassic Park. Play the CD every day for what seemed like three years. And I feel like that might be a score, which I think might be cheating, but I'll allow yeah, it. Yeah, see, I, I, I didn't count scores. So Requiem to me is a score. Sure. Because it is a score. But yeah. I shouts out. I, I love Requiem. But also, there's... Yeah, gotta do a little shout out. There's no fucking rules, so... Nah, yeah. never. All right, no, so top six. Top six, that thing you do. I really love the 60s music and every song in that movie felt like you'd heard it a hundred times before. Also, it was one of the few movies I've watched where everyone in my family enjoyed the music. Yeah, love that movie. Uh, this one almost made my list. Oh, brother, where art thou? Uh, Bluegrass and the popular movie. Oh, man. It's where I fell in love with Alison Krauss. Still have not seen that. It's pretty wild. I've seen scenes, but I have not yeah, it, It's seen. pretty wild. It's worth watching. Next up, Rent. It may be over and over... It may be over and used, but I still rock in the car. I was at I was a theater kid and had never seen this show. A friend took me to see it, and I just loved it. My favorite song from the soundtrack is "What You Own." My favorite song from the soundtrack is "Everyone Has AIDS." Has AIDS. <laughs> AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> yeah. I got you, dog. Next up, Blues Brother again. Just love that era of music. And then Hercules, the Disney animated Hercules, one of the few movies where just the song. I can go the distance brings a tear to my eye. It's only gotten stronger as I've dealt with a ton of life issues and have grown as a parent. Plus, now Disney uses it during their night shows. Well, there you go. And lastly, Ready Player One. Oh. Which hmm. I'm going to tell you anything about that movie here. It says fun pop music, and honestly, when it's paired with over-the-top images on the screen, I'm in. You know, it was, you all, it was all like 80s pop hits. Sure, right. I did not see Hercules when it came out, but it came out around when I worked at Toys R Us. And then, damn near 20 years later, as a parent, I watched Hercules and did not know, but I knew every word to one of the songs <laughs> in there oh, God. from my time at Toys R Us. Like, I didn't know it was a Hercules song. I didn't know the name of the song, but it started to play, and I was like, I know everything about this song. <laughs> I enjoy the, the gospel uh, chorus. It's good. All right, what's uh, what's next in the Discord, Bonnie? What we got? Uh, I'm trying to find the next thing in the Discord, but all I got is a bunch of blocked messages. Is the next one Ben? Yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> okay. All right. Shout out to that thing you do, Blues Brothers, The Crow, Spawn, The Royal Tenenbaums, Stop Royal Tenenbaums, and Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, his soundtracks are usually pretty funky too. They're real, pretty good. real quirky and weird. 
Like he he did the the was it Life Aquatic where they were all cover songs in See, Creole. I don't like his movies either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I love. Royal. I like some of his movies. Royal Tenenbaums is really good. Yeah. All right, well, number six is The Big Chill, a nostalgic pick. It's my mom's favorite movie, and the soundtrack was almost always playing in the house when I was a kid. Uh, Ben's introduction to Motown and 60s music in general. Yeah, let let your kids listen to Motown, y'all. Absolutely. Uh, Number five, Judgment Night. Couldn't tell you anything about the movie, but what a soundtrack. I was never a big new metal fan, but I really dug this 90s rap alt-rock metal mashup. Nice. Never heard of Judgment Night. Uh, it's I think Emilio Estevez is the main character in it. It does. Oh, he no! has a link. He has a link to the soundtrack on YouTube, and one of the songs is by Mud Honey and Sir Mix a Lot. <laughs> Fucking Mud Honey! Holy, there's shit. a collaboration. <laughs> I haven't heard that name I, in forever. I forget the exact plot, but it's like a bunch of people get stuck it's it's almost purge-esque but like a bunch of people get dropped off in a bad neighborhood and they kind of kind of have to survive okay okay he wasn't a cop what was he a cop man (laughs) i mean it's Emilio estevez so probably yeah yeah either say yes either a cop or a peewee hockey coach Or both is like kindergarten cop. He's a cop and a peewee hockey coach. Oh shit! He's I would watch that. I would watch that for sure. Number four. That's the shit. Number four singles. Speaking of the nineties, this soundtrack is basically a grunge primer. Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Allison Chains, plus a classic Hendrix tune, two snappy Paul Westerberg tracks, and a Smashing Pumpkins before Billy got all Infowarsy. I don't know why, <laughs> but I would have put a hundred dollars. On Ben having this on his list. I don't know (laughs) why. Don't ask me why. It just feels so in character. See, I would have put $100 on this one. Uh, Number three, A Mighty Wind. Unlike (laughs) Middle Tap, most of the songs here are actually really good. I totally would have been a Mitch and Mickey fan. Uh, I have to agree. Like, of all those... Like, I love Spinal Tap. I've got a fucking Spinal Tap tattoo... But of all those more modern day Christopher Guest movies, Mighty Wind's my favorite because of the music. Never heard of that until right now. It's it's so the the premise is it's a bunch of old sixties folk bands reunite for uh like the the Barry Gordy of folk music died, and they all get together for his funeral or whatever, like a big, like a benefit show type deal. And one of the acts is Mitch and Mickey, and it's Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. Okay. Yeah. And then the fucking dudes from Spinal Tap, Christopher Guest, Harry Shearer, and Michael McKeon... Are a folk band called uh, the 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 Folksmen, I think. So it's like <laughs> folk Spinal Tap. <laughs> Folksmen. Awesome. All right. Okay, I'm listening. All right, number two, Jackie Brown. Tarantino is known for great soundtracks, but this was his most eclectic, in my opinion. Across I'm inclined to agree. That's a good soundtrack. Street. 
At number one, Purple Rain. The movie's not good at all, but the songs are immortal. Makes me wish it was strictly a concert film. Yeah, I've never actually watched the movie all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces of yeah. it on like VH1. Yeah, me neither. It, it's kind of wild. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a little weird, but the music's the shit. Yeah, it's kind of the the coolest ice of its era. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, then, I have seen cool as ice. Right oh, after yeah. that, I've got five blocked messages. <laughs> so, uh, what do they say, uh, Kelly? Who are those blocked messages? All right, uh, let's see. It says, okay, is Mahoney ready to read this? <laughs> uh, this is Wait. from Juan. His shout-out. It's from Juan. Uh, shout-out, Top Gun. Did he finally quit shitting his pants? <laughs> Cocktail, Flash Gordon, Lost Boys, <laughs> Pretty in Pink, Purple Rain, Batman, Clerk, Small Rats, Vision, Quest, and Say Anything. Oh, my God. Uh, number God six. It, it's not just one. That's too many shout-outs. Yeah. Come on. Many specific shout-outs. Uh, number six, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, from Sammy Hagar doing Don Henley to Jimmy Buffett doing the Spicoli th- theme song. This was nah, the soundtrack of my young teenage years. It is one of the best coming-of-age movies of all time, as well as having an amazing soundtrack. Favorite track is Somebody's Baby by Jackson Brown. No mention of moving in stereo. Which is the Phoebe Cates Tits song. Oh, no, no. Oh. I'm familiar. <laughs> I just I just got caught up for a second. I'm like, oh yeah. Popcast. The Bastion of Feminism. Yep. Uh number Iconic. five. <laughs> the Decline Iconic. of Western Civilization Part Two, The Metal Years. The soundtrack for the documentary of the LA Glam Rock scene. This soundtrack is the first of two on my list that highlight a great Aqua, the great Aquanet era of rock? Yes, Aquanet is a hairspray, yeah. Kelly. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is very on brand. Uh, kicking off with an incredible version of Under My Wheels by Alice Cooper with Guns N' Roses to hard hitting, uh, to hitting hard immediately to the sleazy sounds of fasty, Faster Pussycat with Bathroom Wall. You get metal in all its different formats on this soundtrack from the dirty, smoke-filled club sounds of Motorhead to the trash of Rigor Mortis. Uh, favorite track is Bathroom Wall by Faster Pussycat. Uh, number four, Howard the Duck. Wow. I had this as an LP and still have it. While Side B is all the amazing score by John Barry, it is Side A that is my go-to for the good stuff. Side A features the songs performed by the in-movie fictional band Cherry Bomb, in which <laughs> Leah Thompson did her own singing. The He's songs are all... This is a pretty good soundtrack. He's not wrong. <laughs> The songs are all written by Thomas Dolby, with the exception of the title track, which is written not only by Thomas Dolby, but by the master of funk himself, George Clinton. Uh, favorite track is Hunger City by Cherry Bomb. Wow. Music is very important to Juan, so it's not surprising at all that he's got some, some deep cuts here. Yeah, but I had no idea that Leah Thompson did her own singing and that there were so many good names behind that whole thing. Yeah, me neither. Uh, number three, Shocker. Uh, my second favorite that highlights the that highlights the best of the glam rock era. This soundtrack features Megadeth doing an awesome version of No More Mr. Nice Guy and an amazing supergroup made up of Paul Stanley, Vivian Campbell, Tommy Lee, and Rudy Sarzo as the Dudes of Wrath. Also features oh. other great bands of all time like Dangerous Toys, Soraya, and Bonfire. Uh, favorite track is Sword and Stone by Bonfire. Also, Shocker fucking rules. Shocker is... Is that Michael... Ch- is that Michael Chiklis? No. No, it's not Michael Chiklis. It's a guy you've never 
heard of. But it's a it's a horror movie about a guy who gets uh, electrocuted in the electric chair, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a, oh fuck! It's Miss Pleggy, not Michael Chip. Uh, Miss Pleggy. I, I see where yeah. I made the miss. Playing uh, Horace Pinker, a TV repairman who gets electrocuted in an electric chair and then gains the ability to jump in and out of televisions. Yeah, it's, I distinctly right. remember the big like cardboard standee at the old video store back in the day like that was there forever no, I fucking love that movie uh, sorry, number two. sorry. <laughs> number two dream a little dream one of my f- absolute favorite movies you don't get any more 80s than this movie the soundtrack is phenomenal in my eyes and ears you have Into the Mystic by Van Morrison. I've got Dreams to Remember by Otis Redding. Mickey Thomas from Starship doing a duet with Mel Torme on Dream a Little Dream of Me. Uh, Mark Reno, Mike Reno from Loverboy doing an amazing ballad called Whenever There's a Night. And my favorite track, Rock On by Michael Damien. Oh, the Michael Damien? Fucking Rock On's fire, though. Hey, kid, rock and roll. Rock on. I tell you what, though. Uh, the only dream a little dream I want to hear about is the one that's sung by Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Juan's number one, Josie and the Pussycats. Come on, yeah, like you enough. did not see this coming. Babyface produces a pop punk album. You have Kay uh, Hanley from Letters uh, from Cleo on vocals doing covers of Real Wild Child and Money. That's what I want. As well as amazing originals like Shapeshifter, You're a Star, Spin Around, well, all of them. I could name them all. Uh, not to mention the two du jour songs on the soundtrack are pure gold. My favorite track is Three Small Words. Now, du jour was the in-universe boy band. I think Seth Green was a member, I believe. I believe so, yeah. Never actually seen Josie and the Pussycats. No. I've listened yeah, to that album, though. <laughs> right? You gotta go check out the Discord. There's links to a lot of these soundtracks and videos and yeah. shit. It's worth checking out, for sure. So, uh, what you got, Jose? All right. Uh, number one, shout-outs in this motherfucker, because you know that's how I do. Hold on. <laughs> um, Romeo and Juliet, great fucking soundtrack. That almost made mine, but it's more of a score. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Lost Highway, Love Perfect Drug, Purple Rain, uh, Let's Go Old School, The Graduate. Oh, wait. Romeo and Juliet, that was uh, the Cardigan song, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. No, no, there's a lot of... But, like, that's that's the big song off of that soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Radiohead's on there. Like, all kinds of fucking people are on there. Uh, f- shout out to some one-hit soundtracks. Uh, in the days, there's a sweet-ass Guns N' Roses song on there that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, and that's for the soundtrack, right? Yes. Yeah. Have we ever talked uh, about the sex move, End of Days? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, I think so. I think so, but a long we've time talked ago. about it, but, like... That's that's back when we were the bastion of feminism. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh my god. Um, Drive, Lost Boys, Space Jam, and the Bulls Dock, Train Spotting, Superfly, Eddie and the Cruisers. Fucking love that song. It sounds like he's just saying words. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right. Like when he finishes, he's gonna activate Kelly as a sleeper agent. <laughs> he's like drive Space Jam. Person, woman, man, yeah. blades. I shall carry out the mission. Uh, number six, I got the Blade series. All right. Fucking love the soundtracks of that. Uh, I against I, most deaf from Blade Three. Fucking love that song. Love most deaf. Struck by lightning. The fucking all that. Yeah, that's a good shit. Uh, Number five, I got Tarantino. Mm -hmm. Not one movie in specific, but just Tarantino as a soundtrack. He knows how to pick them. I mean, you can you can do a top ten. Put them in whatever order you want, but everyone can agree all of the soundtracks rule, mm-hmm, and they yeah. definitely fit. And the story is not told the same with different music. Yeah. Um, number four, Matrix. Shout out to Matrix Two soundtrack and the scores, and shout out to Animatrix soundtrack. Oh which yeah, has, yeah, has a couple of cool tracks on there. Um, and Matrix One. I mean the shit. The the soundtrack brought the heat like they did with the movie and then the score club to death i mean everyone knows that fucking song oh yeah well i mean that's not um, even considered a score really that's its own song you know that's because yeah, 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 that's like a dj track yeah so technically that's like not part of the the score proper uh number three fucking chef aid in the <laughs> bitch butthole yeah but that's uh that's tv homie yeah, that would have made my list though. Yeah, but that that's a that's a great album. That whole album. Uh, number two, fucking Spawn, cause duh. <laughs> yeah, Rhino's rule. We all know yeah. that. And that's the fucking <laughs> Rhino of soundtracks. That is the Rhino. It's a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> Actually, was it on the Rhino label? What? what oh I mean, my god! I hope so. Could you specifically imagine? fucking it legit Rhino? <laughs> That sounds very. Uh, it sounds very uh, Roadrunner Records, though. That album. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, how many times have we talked about Spawn on the show? Mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't listened to it by now, come on, get on the shit. And then Crow, fuck all the really soundtrack, soundtrack, the score. Uh, as the movies went on, the movies were not as good, but the soundtrack still were great. City of Angels is a good fucking soundtrack. It's got Holes cover, Gold Dust Woman. By Fleetwood Mac, yeah, so that's fucking that. That soundtrack's good. Iggy pops on it. He's in the movie. I want to be your dog. Um, some great tracks. The score's pretty good. Crow three. I think that one's what Salvation. Yes, the score's pretty Furlong. good. Um, and the crow will always hold is special place in my heart i listen to it and it's you know what i mean like in that growing phase of your young adolescence middle school and then just fucking growing up you know it was such a that soundtrack was such a perfect vibe for that movie yeah oh yeah yeah and then you know what, what went around with the movie was you know bruce lee was always big growing up in my house and and his son was about to take off, so that was big in the household, and fucking, I re- you know, I remember where I was when I was watching Fox 35 in my front room when the news <laughs> came on that fucking he got shot, 
and he's in the hospital and he passed. Yeah. The shit was sad. And then some 25 years later, they honor him with an absolutely butt-ugly Diamond Select figure. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, he got some pretty cool McFarlane ones. So the, neck, okay. the neck is just weird. The, the, neck, the is neck is whole, weird. The whole like, face like the, the, and like his the, posture. Yeah. It's like... They shoved a broom up his ass, and they tortured him and had tied a rope around his neck and had a horse pull. Yeah. He's not quite Sting. He's more Stang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's Stang from WWA. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So that that's my jam. I like it. Yeah, I messaged Jose early last week, like, hey, you putting Fight Club on your list? And then I realized, no, that's more of a score. But boy, oh boy, that's yeah, a good one. Fight Club, because also, you know, that's one one group. It's yeah. one artist. They, the Brothers. whole thing. It was the, the Tron Legacy before Tron Legacy happened. Oh, I wanted to put Tron Legacy on my list yeah, so bad. Because that's, that's, that's the fucking jam. That's a fucking score for days. Talk about banger from front to back. Yeah. That's fucking that it's almost like I never listened to one track of that. I just put on the, the whole score. Thing. Yeah. And then and then treat that as like one fucking track. <laughs> hmm. Music is great. Yeah. I'm over here with right, what you got, nice. All right. So I wanted to send some shout outs. Uh, Jose kind of touched on it with End of Days. Man, like, I got so many soundtracks just based off of one song. And a lot of times, you get a soundtrack, and it's only got that one song on it. So I got a, a quick little shout-out list of soundtracks with one or more main bangers. <laughs> uh, first off, the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack, the Eddie Murphy Dr. Doolittle. That's the soundtrack where the Aaliyah featuring Timbaland song, Are You That Somebody, came off of. Uh, one of my favorite songs of that era. Uh, some more Aaliyah. The Romeo Must Die soundtrack had three Aaliyah songs on it. One of them with DMX, who was also in the movie. Uh, wait, wait. Well, well, you reminded me. Sorry. Fine. A Aaliyah. Queen of the Damned soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, too. we might and talk that, about that the. We might talk about the Queen of the Damned soundtrack a little bit later. We'll see. Uh, I was about to say, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. I doubt anyone <laughs> besides me remembers this movie or this soundtrack. It was the movie was nothing to lose. It was Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence. I don't remember the plot, but Fuck yeah. the fucking main song off of that was the remake of Ladies Night, but it was called Not Tonight, and it was Little Kim, DeBrat, Missy, Left Eye, and Angie Martinez. I, I think I think he, he worked at like a bank and he yes. got framed for something yeah. and he kidnapped Martin Lawrence to help clear his name. Something like that. But man, I listened to that soundtrack so much in fucking I think tenth grade, maybe ninth grade. Uh, it had a great Coolio song on it. Uh, the, uh, Man, he had the jams for a second. Yeah, he did. Uh, Rush Hour is is a big movie, but man, that soundtrack was real hot at the time, and it had that Jay Z song "Can I Get a" featuring what? Ja Rule and Emil. Uh, it's a it's a jam right there. Uh, the Wood. Uh, they it had a song in there called "Neck of the Woods." It was Outcast featuring yeah. Mystical. Oh. Oh man, that thing will get you going. And then never heard of that one. Mystery Men 
fucking Mystery Men. Hell yeah, Mystery Men. Was the first time you could buy a CD with Smash Mouth Steve's hit All Star on it. <laughs> like, months. Are you serious? Yes, months before the album came out, Mystery Men brought All Star to the masses. That is absolutely shocking. Yes. And you, you know what? That's another one I think that would do really well today. Oh, Mystery Men, it's fantastic. It's really good. <laughs> All right, so here's here's my main list. Uh, uh, people would be surprised, if you've listened to me on the show, you'll be surprised that this is so low on my list, but my number six is The Lion King. Uh, it's my favorite Disney movie, my favorite Disney soundtrack. I rocked this one on my disc, man, on the bus in eighth grade. You got Elton John and Tim Rice writing the songs, and then Hans Zimmer doing the score bits. Uh, I have my fucking alarm on my phone set to circle of life you got <laughs> yeah, yeah imagine waking up to ah, it's pretty fucking epic i dig it i yeah. dig it uh yeah i just can't wait Sounds to be great. king be prepared can you feel the love tonight hakuna matata come on get out of here uh my number five <laughs> i'm going against the grain a little bit uh people are talking guardians of the galaxy volume one but I think I prefer Volume 2. I mean, Ooh, bold vol- Volume 1 was the best soundtrack in years. It changed the game. But I think Volume 2 had the better song selection. You got Mr. Blue Sky, Fox on the Run, The Chain, Brandy, Surrender, Guardians Inferno, which was fucking nuts. And one of the best parts of the movie and the soundtrack that me and Mary love is when Kraglin's up on the ship all by himself and Wham Bam Shangalang is playing, and he sings along to it while he's eating soup, and he just goes, Soup! Soup! <laughs> One of my favorite bits. Uh, number four, I'm going to piggyback off of Jose with The Matrix and The Matrix Reloaded. I kind of squished them both in here on the same uh, spot. Uh, both soundtracks the, of the first movie and the second movie feature songs from... Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, Deftones, and Rage Against the Machine on both Holy albums. Holy shit. I thought that was yeah. pretty nuts. You know, it's hard-hitting rock, metal, electronica. Uh, but I would definitely prefer the first one. Uh, you've got Manson doing Rock is Dead. You've got the sp- Spy Break, which was the, like, the Matrix theme yeah. that was Jose mentioned Club to Death. You got Rob Zombie with Dragula, My Own Summer, Du Hast. Um, oh, you know, the movie yeah. ends <laughs> with Rage Against the Machine, Wake Up. It's so good. I want to so stop and just listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. This this whole exercise has inspired me to not only listen to soundtracks, but watch the movies. And today I watched this movie. It's my number three pick, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Uh, fucking great soundtrack above and beyond my favorite tenacious d album i listened to it before i even saw the movie uh let's go down the track list a little bit here kickapoo classico history master exploda master exploder papa ginu dude i totally miss you Beelzeboss, pick of destiny the metal fucking the metal was on guitar hero that's how fucking fire this soundtrack is uh, we've talked a little bit about Quentin Tarantino. My number two, Pulp Fiction. It's got to be the most iconic of all the Tarantino soundtracks. Each song makes you think of a scene. Uh, you know, Miserloo and Jungle Boogie is b- basically the opening credits. Let's Stay Together when uh, 
Butch is talking to Marcellus. Son of a preacher man when uh, Vincent it, Vega goes over man, to Mia Wallace. You're right. House. It takes everyone takes you right back to yeah. it. You're exactly right. Uh, girl, you'll be a woman soon when Mia puts on the she puts on the song and then she snorts the heroin. Uh, one of my favorites is Flowers on the Wall, where uh, Bruce Willis as Butch is sitting in the car and it's playing and he sing along with it. Counting flowers on the wall that don't bother me at all, and then he drives into Marcellus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then <laughs> the most calm scene yeah. <laughs> turned, and from there it's like balls nuts right after that. And Lee, I, I forget which album you were talking about that had the the sound clips on it, but the Pulp Fiction soundtrack has all those. It's got Zed's Dead, it's got the whole Royale with Cheese bit, yeah. bring out the Gimp, and the whole Ezekiel twenty five seventeen speech. So, uh, real real good. And then my number one, my favorite movie, one of my favorite soundtracks, The Blues Brothers. Uh, when I had my first CD case, it was the the front, the front disc, like my number one, my A number one. Uh, let's <laughs> go through some of these Blues Brothers songs. Give me some love in Sweet Home Chicago. Everybody needs somebody to love. Rawhide, Jailhouse Rock. Uh, other artists on the album: Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin, James Brown, Cab Calloway. Come on, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got that shit on CD. I got that shit on MP3. I got that shit on vinyl. Come on, fucking CD books, man. But I, when I sold that car a couple weeks ago, the guy's like, "The CD player work?" And I'm like, "Fuck, I don't know." <laughs> like, let's assume so, but I promise you nothing. <laughs> I haven't touched a CD in ten years. <laughs> Hard maybe on the CD player, dog. Hard maybe. Physical media, blech. That's a rock solid list, Jason Nice. Thank you. Rock solid. I wrote right, that Juggalo shit John on, on Friday. the Discord. Uh, top six for Juggalo John. Number six, Ready to Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was trash, but it had a great soundtrack. I got it for the Biff Naked cover of We're Not Gonna Take It and the cover of Baby One More Time by Ahmet and Dweezil Zappa. <laughs> Rest is solid late. 90s early aughts. When I was watching Ready to Rumble last week or the week week before, it was on and Mary was kind of in and out of the room. And she was like, what's with this wrong sounding we're not going to take it? <laughs> <laughs> wrong sound. Uh, number five, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie for theaters colon the soundtrack. This is an amazing collection of strange and fun songs, both rock and hip hop. From the main theme, I Like Your Booty But I'm Not Gay by Insano Flex, Blam Blam by Killer Mike, The Chosen by On Earth, plus skits that intro some of the tracks. It's great. Number four, Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Just so much more, uh, so much rock, say, rock and metal from KF, KMFDM, Fear Factor, Typo Negative, and Napalm Death. The two versions of the Mortal Kombat theme, Techno Syndrome, and the movie remix by Utah Saints. This was a soundtrack I found myself going back to again and again in my high school collection, years after the movie came out. Good, like, workout soundtrack. Hell yeah. Uh, I remember, I think think the Mortal Kombat theme was either written by or performed by George S. Clinton, and everybody thought it was George Clinton from (laughs) P-Funk, but it was some (laughs) other George Clinton. No, George S. Clinton. Fucking um, that that's reptile song. That's my favorite. Yep, yep. Uh, number three, Metalocalypse, the Doomstar Requiem. 
a clock opera soundtrack. It was the full rock opera they did for the hour-long special, and sadly, the last Metalocalypse episode. Uh, but it's so good, I think I put the album on once a month and play it straight through. Uh, all of those Death Clock albums are great. Yeah, those are good albums. Uh, I, I might watch that from the beginning. Yeah, that's a good choice. You're making good choices, Jose. Thank you. <laughs> I've never even seen that show, but I like those albums. Oh, it's it's, it's really really good. And like yeah, every I've, I've episode, never either. every episode ends with a song, essentially. That's pretty cool. Yeah, everyone loves that. Got to watch it. Everyone thinks it's great. Yeah. Uh, number podcast. two, me and Kelly just watch Metalocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck uncles watch Metalocalypse. <laughs> Uh, number two, the Highlander slash Flash Gordon soundtracks, because both are just Queen albums. And kind of the main reason I know them, but my mom is a big Queen fan. Princes of the Universe, the Flash Gordon theme, Who Wants to Live Forever, all songs that have lived far past their life in the movie soundtracks. And then number one, this is a fucking Dark Horse candidate, the Basketball soundtrack, which he says, right. saved his friend's wedding reception. <laughs> this is a pretty good story. Uh, the the D-bag that was meant to DJ for him kind of fucked him over at the last minute, and a lot of my stuff was used in place of that. Halfway through the dancing, and someone said, we don't have anything to do the conga line to, to which I flipped right to this disc and said, does a cover of Jumpin' Line do? <laughs> this album is a great collection of third-wave ska and punk with bands like Real Big Fish, Goldfinger, Nerf Herders, and Cherry Poppin' Motherfuckin' Daddies. Part of the soundtrack are in like three of my rotating playlists to this day. I love basketball. I love basketball so much. It is so funny. <laughs> Movie night. Steve oh. Perry. You're going to wrap this down. Fucking love basketball. That dude, man, the guy who was a uh, squeak in basketball, he was Chota Boy in Orgasmo. That guy is so fucking funny like i don't know why he's not like a comedy movie star. he's so funny guys he's in he's in cannibal the musical too and he's hysterical uh then juggler john gives shouts out to labyrinth westworld season one uh because all those panos songs and sci-fi synth mix are great thor ragnarok i'm a sucker for that sci-fi feeling synth rock slash metal and that score seemed like it was made for me personally and then meet the deedles for more ska and the wedding singer, yeah, wedding singer's good stuff. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, um, what you got, Kelly? Okay, uh, so first we'll go with some shoutouts. Shoutouts, uh, shout it. Number one, we'll, we got Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Another <laughs> soundtrack that had all star on it. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, and it had that cover of I'm a Believer, too, right? It sure as fuck did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash Mouth to the masses. <laughs> you may be right about that. Shrek I, I would Rat say Race. to the new, like, another generation, but, like, Smash Mouth was among the masses. Yeah, right. that was, that was their Travolta Pulp Fiction but, moment. Yeah. You know what, though? Like, yeah. those fucking Shrek movies are still bringing Smash Mouth to future Absolutely. generations. Absolutely. They're still yeah. doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, don't My get me son wrong. Loves that fucking all star song. He good. sings the shit out of that song. He's a rad dude. He should. <laughs> He's a rad dude. He should. Uh, and then I have two scores, which 
don't count, but they're getting shouts out. Uh, first is Social Network. Yeah. Uh, I think, was that the first one that Reznor and... Uh, I believe so. I believe that's did. the first major motion picture. That Atticus yeah. Ross? Yes, that's it. Thank you. Unless, unless Trent Reznor did the score for the Social Network. Yeah, dude, yeah. you didn't know that. Yeah, I did yeah. Not L- know listen that. to it. Yeah, oh, that. you can, you can tell, you can tell. Huh. It's oh it, yeah. Uh, and oh, he used some of the. Okay, have you heard of the Nine Inch Nail Nine Inch Nails album Ghosts One and Two? Yeah, yeah. Some of those songs are on the Social Network soundtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Reznor did uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Wh- whichever one came out first, I think, was, was his first one. It was Social Network. Social Network. Yeah, okay, then yeah, yeah, but yeah, that soundtrack rocks. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then the other score is Beyond the Black Rainbow. Real weird, synthy, creepy music. What the fuck movie is that? Oh, that's a fucking real weird horror movie. <laughs> it's a Jabberwocky duck. <laughs> That's a movie where if you ask me what it's about, I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> J-Pop in the chat says that Reznor won an Oscar for Social Network. He sure did, and it oh, was well-deserved. Yep. Yeah. Well-deserved. And then right after that, they're like, fuck it, this is what we do now. <laughs> yeah. Beyond the Black Rainbow, when I describe it to people, I always go with this. It's a movie with a weird hypnotic quality to the point where my cat sat down and watched it for a full hour. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I like that at all. <laughs> so if you want to watch a movie that feels like it doesn't want you to watch it, watch that one. I don't want to watch a movie that feels like it doesn't want me to watch it. Well, you should. Uh, I want us all to be on the same page. Yeah, it was Con- a consensual movie. Yeah, 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 I want us all to be together on it. Yeah, yeah, it's a real weird like send off to '80s horror movies right. or actually late '70s horror movies. Yeah, worth checking out. Um, that guy directed something else recently that was really good. I want to say that was the Mandy director. Sounds, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that's the same guy. And so it's as visually cool as Mandy was, Beyond the Black Rainbow's right up there, too. Uh, so let's go. My number six is Shin Godzilla. Uh, it's really, really kind of just a best of, of the Godzilla sound uh, scores. Huh. And like taking the various versions from when they were originally recorded and using them in the movie. That's kind of neat. Yeah, it's cool. And there's a bunch of other songs in there too that are good. But yeah, I love the Shin Godzilla soundtrack. Uh, number five, let's go to The Graduate. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good one. I can old graduate. Hello, Mr. Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Hello, Darkness, my old friend. Yep. Fuck Got yeah. that Sounds of Silence in there. You know what it needs? The disturbed version. Sure yeah. does. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Jose uh, just thought of a video oh, idea. <laughs> getting boners over here. <laughs> uh, number four. Let's go with the uh, Kill Bill Volume 1 soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Solid. Riz- I like that a lot. 
It was, uh, wasn't it all kind of curated by RZA? Yeah, he did, uh, and he did some tracks for it, too. The Oren Ishii track? Yeah. That was another one where that main Kill Bill theme became, like, a a meme across other movies. Yep. There's a wrestler in DDT who's, like, his, like, a Yakuza guy, and he comes to the ring to that song. Mm Mm-hmm. Like in that first Transformers movie, when Bumblebee turns into like the new car, he rolls up with the Kill Bill music. Yep. yep. And you and you got the uh, Nancy Sinatra Bang Bang. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Was was that that was the opening, right? Yeah. The credits. What was the What was the Japanese band? Uh, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Doing their version of the Ren and Snippy theme song. Yep. And now I want to watch Kill Bill. Hell yeah. Uh, and then my number three is Into the Spider Verse. Good. Solid. Yeah. No, that's that al- That whole album's great. Like one of the few albums that I just bought on iTunes, like right after seeing a movie. <laughs> man, I got beef with iTunes, man. I'm trying to keep all my music on like an external hard drive because I don't have a lot of space on the laptop that I want to fill with music. Yeah. I got like a fucking shitload of music. So I set my music playlist to read from the external. But every now and then, whenever fucking iTunes feels like it, it redirects my iTunes folder to my laptop and then rebuilds my library copying all the music onto my laptop completely Ugh. bogging the laptop oh, down no. so then i have to delete everything off of there and free up the space and then tell it to God, stop why, and read from here itunes fucking terrible yeah itunes God, is an awful fuck. experience and yeah. i suggest you just stream your music well you know what i did now i fucking downloaded zune zune that <laughs> the music app the Zune music app still exists, and it's supposed to be pretty good. So now that huh. I got a, a, a external CD burner, I plan on going through all my CD cases and oh. putting them Thank God. on. I thought you were going to say, I was going to burn a bunch of CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was saying, it's like, fuck iTunes, I'm going back to the CD player. Yeah. Uh, so. If it took a work out, CDs, now I'm putting them back on. If it doesn't work out, grab yourself Winamp. See what's up with that. <laughs> uh, who? <laughs> Winamp, son. Yeah. Winamp. Winamp? Yeah. Hell yeah, Winamp. Yeah. What the fuck's a Winamp? <laughs> the Tony, I got you, and that was a great joke. Yeah. 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 Don't worry about it, Jose. If uh, you know, you know. Keep listening. That was a great joke, Mahoney. Zero in the chat says he still uses Winamp. <laughs> there bet. you go. Uh, number right, well, two, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. Still say it. Sex Bomb. Hell yeah. Tracks are the best thing Beck's ever done. Yeah, we didn't mention before I, one thousand percent agree with that. I'm not a big Beck guy, but those Sex Bomb tracks are fun. Yeah, we didn't really mention that all that music is is written by Beck essentially. Yeah. And then uh, number one, never sat through the whole movie, but the soundtrack rocks, uh, Purple Rain. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Nice. 
I feel like no one's ever seen the movie. <laughs> uh, uh, and also the introduction of Moore's Day and the motherfucking time. Yeah, the motherfucking time. Shit, yeah, Kelly. Solid. Solid. Again, um, kids. Let your kids listen to Motown. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Nice. What's uh, Zero got on the Discord? Uh, Zero starts out with he he edited his mid podcast because he realized that yeah, a lot of these are scores. Oh well, so fuck it. Uh, number six, Look, man. Yeah, we don't. There's no rules. Number six, Mad Max Fury Road. Those heavy drums are great. It really yeah. sets the ambiance. Number five, Nightmare Before Christmas. At one point or another, we all have loved Nightmare Before Christmas. It'd be so oh, much, it'd be so much higher on my list if I just hadn't heard too many times over the decades. Yeah, I thought I love Nightmare Before Christmas, and I thought about putting it on my list, but it's never one of those. It's not a soundtrack that I would listen to. I love the songs within the context of the movie. Well, yeah, because it's less of a soundtrack and more just like it's like a musical, yeah, you know, because yeah. the songs are conveying the plot. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of my picks are musicals. I, you know, that yeah, counts as a soundtrack. Well, yeah, because Lion King, yeah, the, yeah. The, they they were all plot moving songs. Blues Brothers, Pick a Destiny is a musical. Touche, touche. Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck me, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, Invader Zim. Enter the Florpus. It's a movie. It counts. I love Kevin Manthe's music in this. It's, so it's really solid. It's so heavy and industrial, but then can go to silly and whimsical. Manthe reminds me a bit of Danny Elfman before you were tired of Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Now, uh, Kevin Manthe did all the music for the series as well, and it's very... It's very there's a fingerprint on it for sure. Well, I'm sorry I brought it up earlier because at number three, Zero has Fight Club. This is pretty much just a Dust Brothers album, and that's a good thing. <laughs> their beats, their beats, and odd scratching set the tone of the movie. Yeah, Jose turned me on to the Fight Club soundtrack and Fight Club. Uh, number two, Transformers 1986. A lot of us have a song where we can perfectly replay the movie scene it goes with. This whole album is that for me. Listening to it, I can remember every line of dialogue accompanying each song. It's almost like watching the movie itself. The yeah, problem with that Transformers soundtrack is that most of the songs just are not very good. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one, Spawn. I've said it before, this is my all-time favorite soundtrack. Combining okay, rock I, I... with techno, every song on this album was at least a remix unavailable elsewhere or just a totally new song. Slayer with Atari Teenage Riot, The Prodigy with Tom Morello, wow, wow, wow. Crystal Method and Filter, Incubus featuring DJ Greyboy, Corn. Uh, this album is hot fire. One might even call it Hellfire. We're going to watch Spawn one night. That'd be a fun movie. Yeah. Night. Well, let's plan yeah. it. Let's plan it for like October. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Just in time for Netflix to take it down again. <laughs> Dig it. Solid. Love it. Oh, it's already gone off Netflix. Cool. <laughs> just bet, in time. I bet it's well, we'll be just Max. in time for when they bring it back. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to get it on Blu-ray or something. Yeah, Juggalo oh, to John yeah. in the chat talking about Nightmare Before Christmas says he has the songs... On his Christmas playlist. And yeah, I would definitely listen to 
uh, that soundtrack during Christmas. 100% yes, absolutely. absolutely. J-Pop says, you guys have been planning to watch Spawn since 2017. <laughs> 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 well, goddamn. Like We're talking off of Netflix. <laughs> I actually do have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Vetter, shout out to Karate Kid, the Rocky franchise, Cruel Intentions, and the Spider-Verse, yeah, Lean Cruel on Intention Me. did have a couple uh, bangers. More shout outs to the Lost Boys, Back to the Future, Across the Universe, and Guardians of the Galaxy. His list proper starts with Force Gump, the film with a timeline of great music. And you know what? Yeah, he's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Number five, Oh Brother, where Arthal speaks to the soul. Number four, Eight Mile. Well, it's a classic hip hop. Number three, Judgment Night. Judgment Night again. Number three, Spaghetti, Spaghetti. <laughs> Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill. Uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien and Teenage Fan Club. Booyah Tribe and Faith No More. This album was epic. Number two, Purple Rain. No explanation needed. And number one, UHF contains what may be my second favorite Weird Al song, Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota. <laughs> Pronounced oomph. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, going back to brother, we're out. Oh, brother, we're out. Though, uh, we, you know, we were all getting our list together, and Kelly messages us, and he's like, "So I'm looking through like lists of best soundtracks, and fucking oh, brother, we're out. Though keeps coming up. It's like what the fuck is I were that? Like, yeah, yeah. I had no <laughs> recollection of the soundtrack. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty there. It, yeah. it was it I've was never. A, seen it and i've never listened to that soundtrack but i know that it's a big deal i know yeah. people love it it was a real big deal for like three months to the point where bluegrass musicians were famous for a hot second yeah they yeah. said oh shit time to strike boys now's my time they were like finally and then the ska guys were like we're still here too They're like fuck <laughs> you it's bluegrass time <laughs> Oh man, can't are you guys excited for fifteen years from now when there's a, a ska resurgence? No. <laughs> I mean a little bit. Whatever. <laughs> Look, man, if Cherry Pop and Daddy's had their time in the sun, give Ska another chance. <laughs> They've earned it. I feel like yeah, you couldn't get away with calling yourselves the Cherry Pop and Daddies in this climate. <laughs> it's cool because they were wearing zoot suits. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I get it. There you go. What's uh, what's Mary Nice have to say on the Discord? All right, Jason Nice. Uh, number six, Dirty Dancing. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with this soundtrack. Even before I actually saw the movie, I stole the DVD from my mom and listened to it on repeat. Uh, number five, Guardians, of, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume yep. Two. These are the soundtracks that I'm currently obsessed with. We have both soundtracks on vinyl. And I like to play them on repeat while I work. Number four, Moulin Rouge. I remember watching first time for Moulin Rouge. Moulin yeah. Rouge for the first time and loving it. That it was again. It was a jukebox musical set in early 1900s using modern music. I think the reimagining of the police's Roxanne as a tango is my favorite cover of that song. Honestly, Lady Marmalade is the low point of that soundtrack, in my opinion. And I think. Lady Marmalade is why I did not watch Moulin Rouge until just recently because <laughs> I fucking hated that song. Well, it's because uh, you heard it seven hundred thousand yeah, times. Yeah. I, that movie I was out. working retail that summer, 
So yeah. it was it was at least eleven times a day I heard it. Yeah, blew the fuck out that song. Uh, number three, we've been talking. I, I she brought this up, and I was like, man, we need to watch this movie again. La La Land. I think as far as movie musicals go, La La Land has some of the best songs that tell the story so well. This is another soundtrack I will listen to over and over again. Yeah, that's got a really good soundtrack. Uh, number two, A Mighty Wind. They are the cheesiest songs, but so much fun to uh-huh. listen to. I think the songs help you suspend disbelief to the point where you're not watching Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, but you're actually watching Mitch and Mickey. And oh. number one, she was watching this tonight. She actually watched it twice. Lilo and Stitch, hear me out. In my opinion, Lilo and no, Stitch. you can stop right there. I fucking got you. <laughs> yeah, Lilo yeah. and Stitch. I, I knew yeah. Lee would be on board. Yes. Lilo and Stitch is the Disney movie that uses non-original music in the most creative way. While there are two original songs, the rest of the soundtrack is all Elvis songs. Fuck yeah. In the context of the story, Elvis is Lilo's favorite musician, and she uses Elvis to teach Stitch how to be a model citizen. But even within the story, certain Elvis songs are used that correspond with the mood of the scene. When Lilo's depressed, she plays Heartbreak Hotel on the record player. When Lilo's dragging a reluctant Stitch around town as her new pet, Stuck on You is playing. And when Lilo is trying to teach Stitch to be more like a model citizen, Elvis, Devil in Disguise plays over the montage. Hell yeah. Yeah, another one we got on vinyl. Vinyl's pretty 1, cool, 1,000% guys. on board with that. Alright, what you got, Mahoney? Alright, I'm excited because none of you have found my number one, which is the greatest soundtrack of all time. Oh. I love it. Storks. Uh, it's not Storks. <laughs> I don't think there's any songs in Storks. Newsy. Uh, number six. So my first two are are soundtracks that I have just distinct memories from childhood. Like very different memories from childhood, but I probably like sometimes you find an album that you don't even really know. Like, as each song plays, you're like, oh, I've heard this album a thousand times. <laughs> and bo- <laughs> both of these are that for me. Uh, so number six is Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Like, when I went back and I was like, oh, yeah, I, like, my dad used to play that Top Gun soundtrack all the time. I used to, like, beg him to play that in the in the car. And I, like, flipped to the second song of that album and was like, I fucking love this song. <laughs> like, I loved that album as a kid. Heard it a billion times. Uh, number five, Mary just had it, but Dirty Dancing. Like, my parents used to play the Dirty Dancing album all the time. I know every one of those songs. Like, they're all they're all great. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is Into the Spider-Verse. We've covered that. That one's wonderful. Number three, th- it just came out last year, but Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, I went Come and on, I yeah. saw that movie, and then I got in my car and started to play that soundtrack and <laughs> then listened <laughs> to it exclusively for, like, three months like it's great uh number two nice had it the lion king i fucking loved the lion king soundtrack when that came out i listened to that every single day for like a year and a half loved it and number one the greatest soundtrack of all time and i cannot believe any of you forgot about it oh no i know it euro trip (laughs) what the fuck euro trip Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> All right. I, yeah. Euro I, trip. I Euro felt it trip. coming. 
Have you heard Scotty doesn't know Lee? I've heard Scotty doesn't know. Yeah, I'm familiar. That's great. Sung it's by wonderful. Yeah. sung by Matt Damon. Sung by Matt fucking Damon. <laughs> Is it really sung by Matt what? Damon? I don't think it's sung by him. Okay. I think he just did a cover of of some other band. Well, I mean, no, he's not the original composer. Right. Scotty doesn't know. For <laughs> sure. No, that is, of course, that is of course Lustra, uh, who did not have their music on streaming for a very long time. But I'm happy to say they do now. Thank um, God. We've uh, seen a sublime cover band or a sublime tribute band down here a couple times, and their band that's not the sublime tribute band that. Uh, they have original music. That band is called Scotty Doesn't Know. Huh, nice. It's wonderful. It's a great song. It's a great scene. It, everything about it is great. Duly noted. All right, let's see. Uh, Kristen on the Discord says, went with movie musicals since that was easier. Number six, Moulin Rouge. Got the soundtrack before even seeing the movie and was totally consumed with it. Both volumes are great. Number five, Mamma Mia 2. It has Waterloo, Super Trooper, and Fernando, but most importantly, recording her songs that the movie made shared to her own book cover album. Back in the day, back when we were on fucking Justin TV or Ustream or whatever, and we had the old pop chat, When I, whenever people would get in there early and I'd be there ready for the show, and I'd ask for requests for music to play, Kristen would be in there and be like, ABBA! <laughs> <laughs> Every damn time. Number four, Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Both the movie and music are great. The musical episode in this season of Riverdale was based on Hedwig, and therefore why I personally know it exists. I had no idea. (laughs) I know it's it's a musical about someone's angry penis. (laughs) That's all the rest of it. Every musical is about an angry penis. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You gotta just look just beneath the surface, Kelly. Spider-Man, turn off the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, Hairspray from 2007. A star-studded cast and fantastic music. Everyone is on their A-game. Number two, Labyrinth. Basically a Bowie album. Was obsessed with the movie and songs as a kid. And number one, the Rocky Heart... God damn it, this is obvious. I wish I thought of this. The Rocky Heart Picture Show. You either see Rocky Horror at the perfect time in your life, or you see it outside that window and do not understand it. <laughs> it opened up a whole new world for me. Shoutouts to Greece, Chicago, and Eurovision, the new Netflix Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> Non-musical shoutouts go to Batman 89, which is a Prince album. She's the One, which is a Tom Petty album. Purple Rain, the obvious number one soundtrack, and Queen of the Damned. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's a great one. Hell, hell yeah, indeed. All right, who's got goat on the Discord? I I'll get a goat. Get a, you got a What you got? You take goat. Am I getting goat or are you getting goat? You get I'll it. do it. I, I haven't read one on the Discord in a while. All right, you there get you go. the goat. All right. Get goat. Goat grew up in a household that was non-musically inclined. In Goat's as household... real as it gets. They never listened to music. They just pounded out beats on the table. <laughs> uh, so soundtracks were some of his earliest exposure to different music That's for his a, top six. That, that is a great fucking point. Because back in... When we were young... We didn't have fucking before Napster and all that. The best way to learn yourself on new music was getting like a soundtrack yeah. or a compilation. Yeah. You can expose. There's yourself. twelve different bands on this. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why some of these albums I find that I'm like, oh, I know every song in this because until I was like, you know, eighteen, I couldn't listen to my own music. 
Like, unless I went out and bought it, right. and I wasn't really going to spend any money on buying music. Like, your parents picked everything that played in the house. Yeah, we amp. <laughs> yeah, we're on winning. Until I got to college, you could download every song in the world for free, and I did. Allegedly. Uh, all right. So, for my top six, I'm going to do the top six soundtracks that had an early an effect on me rather than what I would consider the best. Number six, The Faculty. Yes, the oddball horror flick, flick with Usher and alien-possessed Jon Stewart. Not thought about Sound- this movie since it came out. <laughs> yep. The soundtrack overall wasn't great, but it featured The Offsprings, The Kids Aren't Alright, which was my pregame baseball hype song growing up, so a copy stayed in my mom's car at all times. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's awesome. <laughs> Fly's Jam on there was pretty good, too. Got you where I want you. Uh, number five, Spawn. Pretty sure this was the only album with a Manson track I ever got away with owning as a kid. Some other good <laughs> metal influences here, too. Number four, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. This album pretty well introduced me to industrial and EDM music. It was a total ear opener at the time. That'll work. That'll work. Number three, Scream 3, Slipknot, Cold Chamber, Power Man 5000, System of a Down, Orgy, Jeez. Stained, Incubus, etc., etc. Producing Holy this shit. album is the yeah. only thing... The only good thing that Creed ever did. Oh, that's fucking right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good album. Uh, Varsity Blues. Another one that wasn't a great album overall, but holds a special place for me. Mm-hmm. This was the very first album I went to the store and bought with my own money, and it was 100% for the Foo Fighters, my hero. Fuck but yeah. Green Day, Monster Magnet, and of course Van Halen's Hot for Teacher didn't hurt. Yes. Fuck yeah, Monster Magnet. Collective Soul. Yep. I don't want your life. <laughs> <laughs> and that was what, like ninety nine? Like, yeah, you know, like we were pretty old at the point where we were like, let's spend our own music, uh, our own yep. money on music. Except for Nyes, who was ripping off Columbia House from the age of like six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and his number one can't hardly wait. Run DMC's tricky Parliament Funkadelic's flashlight, Busta Rhymes on his Night Rider vibe. Fun tracks from a very young Blink-182, Third Eye Blind, and yes, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth! <laughs> Rounded out with Missy Elliott, Matthew Sweet, and more. This was the early 2000s Summer Cruise album go-to in my house. That's really Solid. good. That's really good. It's really good. All right, take us home, guys. Oh, shit. Eric Magnus checks in. I'm busy as fuck, so I haven't had time to think of the best soundtracks. All I got is Purple Rain... The only thing good about that movie was Morris Day and Apollonia's tits, but the soundtrack was awesome. Transformers the movie soundtrack, I loved Nothing's Gonna Stand in Our Way, Hunger, and The Touch. I'm pretty sure I'm going to hate myself after this place because I'm going to realize all the soundtracks I forgot about, but I'm busy and I got to, gotta get back to work. <laughs> I love it. Fuck, I forgot Harlander. Two songs from Blade, Above the Rim, Belly, and Kenny Loggins. Okay, last time, Batman 89. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking Above the Rim. I forget what the main, like, single off of that was. But it was was a a basketball movie with Tupac in it. I forget what the main single was, but it had Lady of Rage doing I Rock Rough and stuff with my Afro Puffs. Also, I was talking shit about the Transformer soundtrack earlier, but nothing's going to stand in our way as a fucking beggar. (laughs) And, I take uh, it back. Y- your favorite song to do karaoke duets with Kerouac. Dare to be stupid. 
right? Yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't know that song. You know, your favorite. <laughs> yeah. I thought for sure that you actually liked that song because it was from the Transformers movie and you, you did a duet with Kerouac, but I guess... No, like, no, he did it because he put it in. And I was like, all right, fine, we'll do it, but I don't know this song. He's like, yeah, you do. I go, no, I don't. <laughs> and it was not very good. Uh, that's fun, everybody. That was really that was fun. great. I enjoyed that. So uh, many Next that... week... Yeah. Next week, we're going to do uh, top six adaptations. Movie adaptations. Movie, adapt- movie adaptations. Yes. So it can be, you know, comics, cartoons, TV shows, books, you know, whatever. If it was one thing books. and became a movie, it's eligible to be on the top six list of best movie adaptations. Yeah, this was Vetter's suggestion because he and the family watched the the Flintstones movie. Um, Which is really good. It's really good, except for one specific aspect and what's that nice it's rosie o'donnell (laughs) (laughs) yeah but she wasn't terrible yet yeah but she also wasn't betty like she could do the voice but she was not betty like she she... okay okay let me put it this way rosie o'donnell would play a good betty if it were like the Dark Knight version of the Flintstones. <laughs> like, the old, the super realistic, like, you have to assume that cavemen and women back then weren't super attractive and probably looked like dumpy-ass Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Not wrong. I don't, I feel like Flintstones was from a time where they were really trying to push Rosie O'Donnell as, like, an oh, attractive Oh, they lady. really were, yeah. Fucking John Goodman's so good in that movie. But then again, John Goodman's good in like yeah. everything, so of course. All right, so we'll talk about that next week. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Uh, and man, uh, we had a lot of albums this week, man. There was not a whole lot of double dipping, which is very exciting. So I'm hoping we'll get yeah. the same thing next week. Yeah. It's shocking that not a single one of you got Euro Trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to not another teen movie soundtrack yeah a that's bunch a good of one. That one remakes just missed my list because it's, i love a good cover song and there's yeah. a lot of good ones on that one. i was blown away that no one picked dazed and confused because that one is 60s 70s rock and every single song is is like a hit good. all right let's not comic books get the fuck out of here it's getting late i'm quite keen on comic books Especially the ones about superheroes. Man, not only is Dr. Afra still kicking, but this is the uh, second issue of her third volume of ongoing stories, which is kind of fucking nuts for a character they made up specifically for comic books. But it's really good. A lot of fun. I'm enjoying this new uh, new one. Had to kind of go back and reread the first one because it's been, you know, fucking forever. Yeah, it's been a long the, time. Since the first issue came out. I'm like, I don't remember any of these characters because she burned a lot of her bridges in the last one and so this is you know the fact that it's a new group of characters makes sense but I forgot who all of them were so <laughs> so I had to go back and catch myself up but it's really good it's a lot of fun I've enjoyed it a lot uh, fucking same thing Daredevil Daredevil 21 is outstanding it's real good who would have guessed Chip Zdarsky would be one of the best writers Marvel has but his run on Daredevil has been fantastic. Um, they did a thing. I feel like it was either early on in this run, or maybe even 
at the tail end of the Wade run, where they deter- decided determined that you know superheroes in costume could testify in court. You know, so they're able to be witnesses, and so Daredevil logics that okay, well, if that's the case, then if I if 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 Daredevil is a legal entity, and as much as Daredevil can testify in court, then that means Daredevil can go on trial, and Matt Murdock does not have to. So he allows himself to be arrested for killing that guy on accident as Daredevil, not Matt Murdock, and that's going to be real interesting to see how that plays out. It's very cool. Yeah, I I love this run. It's real, real good. He said, like, uh-huh. I just, you know, and if I'm working in comics, like if it's my job to be a comic writer, God, you don't want to be the guy that fucks up Daredevil. No. Like, it's, you just don't want to. And I feel like the past, like, 20 years have been really good. You don't want to have Shadowland. Of... No. No. Dude, Shadowland was so bad, I don't think that guy makes comics anymore. <laughs> like, he got shamed out of the industry because it sucked. Yeah, he doesn't do much, if anything, these days. And then even uh, Charles Soule, who, you know, does generally good work, his Daredevil wasn't great. Yeah. And that guy's a lawyer. You think, yeah, that's you think it would be the good? Most surprising non slam dunk ever to me. Yeah. But Chip got us back. Chip's got us uh, going again. It's very, very good. And then the last one I'll talk about is that damn Power Rangers, Ranger Slayer one shot is really, really good. Oh, it was so good. It's like 40 pages, and they, I swear to God, they do like. Six issues worth of shit in this thing, man. It just moves. Yeah. It, it they cover a lot of ground. You got, you know, more Ranger Slayer just after we saw her, you know, like moments after we saw her the last time in the Mighty Morphin book. And she's back to the her home world where, you know, Draken's dead. You got my god, what what do you got in here? You got uh you got Bulk and Skull reunited. You got Finster Five making a crazy ass Lord Zed Dragon Zord monster. You got Scorpina taking over the troops, you got zombie Rita. And a big ass zombie Goldar, like it's it's you know yeah. it's just it's fucking fan fiction. It's great. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, every single bit of it's cool, and it looks awesome because. And we're getting it, more of it. It looks like. Oh yeah. Well, they there's the Draken comic. Oh, that's right, and I guess that would be this, wouldn't it? Yeah. <sighs> so because that no one knew really what was going to go on in that thing, but now okay, now we know who Dracon is. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Everyone assumed it was like a prequel, but I guess it will be more of this. Yep. I guess you're right, because now that she, they uh, made Kim the Draken now. Yep. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and Dan Moore just drew the shit out of it and just did a whole bunch of brand new designs. Like, just, it, It's great. It's so, so good. Like, I would love to see it have been a little more, but at the same point, why bother making it more? Just put all the good shit in one issue if you can. Make it a big yeah. one, but put all that good shit in there. It's all, it's wonderful. It's great. So, what you got, Kelly? So, uh, the most surprising thing to me last week was I picked up the Empire X-Men book. Okay. That book is fucking insane. Okay. <laughs> So it starts off with Scarlet oh, wait, Witch. Cause, yeah, because they're like what? They're like plant aliens, and the X Men are on Krakoa. So I imagine hijinks will ensue because of that. And here's the thing: that's probably going to happen in the main X Men book. Okay. This is just its own weird offshoot thing, where it starts off with Scarlet Witch, 
still being kind of like beating herself up about the no more mutants thing. So she's like, you so know, what? long ago. Yeah, but you know, she's like, it. you know what? I'm gonna figure out how to fix this. And so she goes. Didn't they to... already fix it? Like, isn't that a, no longer a thing anymore? Yeah, kind of. But she still That's... feels bad about it. I get it. It's comics. So she goes to Genosha, and is like, you know what? I'm gonna bring everyone that died here back to life. Oh Jesus! Flash what forward. Better way to fix it. Yeah. Swing and a miss, Wanda. <laughs> Flash forward <laughs> to the Kotari uh, plant people landing on Genosha, thinking it's Wakanda. <laughs> Real Columbus vibes. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Only to be met with a giant army of zombie mutants. Oh. So what so guess guess what this book story. is. Guess what this book is, Lee. Is it? Plants versus zombies. It's plants versus zombies. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. That is weird. Yeah. They sell it as alien or uh, uh alien plants versus mutant zombies. That is so weird. It's right. bizarre and I love it. Are those the same plant people that were responsible for like mantis? Yes, it, yes. those exact same plant people. Alright. They're talk All they're right. speaking your language, Mahoney. <laughs> They're like, hey, let's reference these old-ass Avengers stories, and Mahoney's like, oh yeah, the one with uh, Mantis and Swordsman. Yeah, yeah! <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Fun and fact, then... that was the last issue of Avengers West Coast I needed to complete my run. There you go. Well, there you go. Yep. And then at the end of the issue, the old ladies showed up that have, that showed up like once in Hickman's X-Men run that are like, botanist terrorists, but they're straight up just the Golden Girls. <laughs> okay. So, next issue is uh, alien plants versus mutant zombies versus old ladies. I gotta tell you, okay. it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> and then I was looking at uh, tomorrow, there's a Empire Savage Avengers tie-in that is just Conan and Venom hanging out, killing plant people. And I gotta say, the Empire tie-ins are killing the Empire book right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wasn't gonna get a bunch of tie-ins or any tie-ins, really, until you said that. I wanna read that. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Empire is kind of uninteresting so far. Yeah. But I want check out Conan and Venom killing a bunch of plant dudes. Savage Avengers is a great book if you haven't been reading yeah, it. Yeah, it's really cool. Because it's just Conan being faced with dumb Marvel Universe bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and Conan teaming up with uh, teaming up with Doctor Strange to fight Doctor uh, and Doctor Doom to fight Cool and Goth and just having utter disdain for having to work with two magicians, it's out. It's it's great. And then they just are like, once they're done, they just teleport him to like Brazil, because they're like, fuck, we don't want to deal with him anymore. They're like, where did you get him? Brazil? Fuck that guy. Let's send him back. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is so annoying and he never wears a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I never would have thought Conan in the Marvel Universe would be so good, but they're like, what if we only do stupid things with him? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, buddy, you're speaking my language. <laughs> Put him in not, the book where someone nailed Wolverine's claws into a giant like they were nails. Yeah, there it's pretty go. great. 
That's awesome. Got anything else we're talking about? No, that was really the only thing that stood out that I'd, I've been needing to t- tell people about. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds that sounds pretty excellent. Not gonna lie. What you got, nice? Uh, three things, real quick. I watched uh, LA '92 on Netflix. It's a documentary about the '92 LA riots. Uh, that sounds really uplifting. Sounds oh, like a romp. It's fucking brutal, <laughs> you guys. Holy shit! It's wild because they start out the documentary talking about the Watts riots which happened in the mid-60s. Then the L.A. riots after Rodney King happened in the early 90s. And now now we got fucking riots going on. And it's like it's like race riots Nothing are... changed. It's like race riots are fucking penny-wise. They come out every, like, 27, 28 years. It's wild. I'm that watching it. That is kind of nothing to think about it. They, they kind of touch on it in the, um, the, uh, the series... I think it was Made in America, O.J. Simpson, where they talk about the whole O.J. Simpson trial and how uh, black people responded to the O.J. Simpson trial because the way they responded was because of the L.A. riots and, and all that going on. You know, there were there was a lot of sentiment that fucking run, O.J., run like fucking good, good that good that he got off. But watching this, I literally said out loud to Mary, I was like, fucking I under I get it now. I get why black people wanted OJ to get off. Like they didn't give a fuck if he was guilty or innocent, but it was like finally like we get a couple of these fucking white devils off the streets and we we get off scot free too. Like finally. It's it's really wild, man. Like I would highly suggest watching it and you know, I was we were all kids. Like Kelly was just born at the time. I was a little baby. Yeah, but uh no baby like, Kelly. I remember how it was scary, but I don't remember all the details. So if if you're interested in learning some things and and uh soothing your white guilt a little bit, watch LA ninety two. Uh so last week we talked about Deus Ex or not Deus Ex Machina, just Ex Machina was on Netflix and it was gonna be leaving Netflix. So at one point this weekend I said to Mary, I said, So hey, you wanna watch Ex Machina? And she she kinda gave me a sour face and I was like all right, you want to watch the Mighty Ducks? And she was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> so we ex machina would be right in her wheelhouse. Yeah, but sometimes she was like, "I'm going to watch Lilo and Stitch two times in a row." She instead. she knows that ex machina isn't a movie you can kind of passively watch. Like, you probably should like be fully into it. You know, sometimes she just wants to put something on and fucking read her phone, and and I understand that. So we watched two whole Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> That's not what movies are for. <laughs> and then... I, uh, I completely disagree. I forget You're if it was... Non-committal assholes. I forget <laughs> savages. I, I don't know if it was before or after I watched Kong vs. Godzilla, but after all the talk about 90s action movies, uh, had to watch Broken Arrow. It has been so long, and that movie is tight. And, yeah. you know, I, I hate to say it, but John Travolta is fucking cool in it, man. Yeah. John Travolta can be a real weirdo, but he, there yeah. are times when he's not. But, like, the fact that he's a weirdo kind of benefits him in Broken Arrow because he's playing yeah. kind of a weirdo. And yeah. and then, like, he just went off the deep end and face off. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm basically live tweeting my viewing of Broken Arrow to the dudes in the podcast chat. And one of my favorite bits is fucking... John Travolta takes a drag of his cigarette, flicks it, 
and there's a sound effect of the cigarette tumbling through the air, and it, and it goes. <laughs> I, like, I fucking love it. I love it so much. It's so ridiculous. I just watched that last week. Yeah, I know great. that. It's part of the reason because uh, you were you talked about you watched it, and we were talking about movie soundtracks and how fucking fire that soundtrack is. Yep. Yep. That's, Christian that's Slater. A, that's a very good movie. Christian Slater kind of fell off in the mid '90s. Man, he was really good in that. He should have been a bigger star. I feel like he bit yeah. somebody. Did he? Oh, yeah. He had a fucking sex scandal. That's right. Yeah. I, imagine if you, like, if somebody bit somebody today. <laughs> Mike like, Tyson bit someone on live television. He's a cartoon star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that like, was if Christian Slater bit rapist. somebody this week, like, he'd be back. He'd apologize on Twitter and be back in a month. Yeah. Well, no, he's been in a couple shows lately. Yeah. But that's he was great in Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah, Mr. Robot. He was in Archer for a couple seasons. Yeah. R.I.P. Christian Slater's career. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you bit the person at the wrong time in history. Yeah. Who could have guessed? Could <laughs> happen to anybody. Yep. Easy mistake. What you got, Jose? Monk, y'all. <laughs> Monk. <laughs> The TV show Monk. It is how, no, no. We're familiar. How do you pick what you're gonna watch next? Because <laughs> I, I never know what it's gonna be. That's how I like to keep it. <laughs> like, I feel like in a world of uh, nearly infinite options, if he would be like, "What is they coming to the show with?" I wouldn't have been like Monk. Definitely <laughs> Monk. I think he's just got a giant fishbowl. With just a bunch of <laughs> folded up pieces of paper, and him and No Names reach in together, and whatever piece of paper they both come up with, that's what they watch. I'm willing to believe that. Monk, Monk. Scooby Doo, y'all. Monk is Scooby Doo. It's fucking a new guest star each week. Corn was on an episode that helped solve a crime. <laughs> the tour bus broke down. No, that was South oh, Park. It, it really is Scooby Doo. <laughs> um, Fucking Offerman's in it. Uh, Angela from The Office is in it. Like, fucking oh, wow. everybody. Has, Sarah Silverman is in it. Everyone has been in Monk once. Jose, you know who's in it? Monk? An- Antonio from Wings. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He's like the yeah. Danny DeVito. He's He's the best part. <laughs> oh, I I was thinking about it. I was like, who the fuck was Antonio? Oh, it was fucking Monk. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Shaloub. The Shaloub. only person in the world named Shaloub. He's a real Shaloub, isn't he? Yeah. I know a couple of fucking Shaloubs. I'm glad you're enjoying Monk, Jose. Hey, no problem. <laughs> uh, that and, and we are... Uh, halfway through the last season of Bates Motel. Ooh, nice. So, I don't know if you... Do you know all the stuff that happened in season five? No, yes. we, we, we watched the beginning. I mean, the first, I, again, I got annoyed by a time skip, but I figured, look, now, okay, she died. That's the end of that season, so like that can kind of be the end of the show for us if we wanted it to be, and we were kind of okay with it. 
because we watched the first episode. It was like, oh, cool. It's like two years later, and now he has a baby and all this shit. And like, ah. And the mayor's and the, the sheriff's in jail for something. I'm like, ah, this is too much. Don't fucking make me do homework. None of that sounds familiar at all. Well, no, no, they do have the baby, but they're not big in it. And then, or at least, yeah. And then the the sheriff went to jail at the end of the season finale or four. Oh, did he? Okay. Oh, man, yeah, right. yeah. Remember they find they got him on perjury. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. right. It ended. Yeah, I forgot that. that part. And then, like, when the, the, it came comes back, and he's just in jail. We're like, what the fuck? Like, I, mean, I, I no, forgot no, that was no, even a thing. It ended with him going to jail. Okay. All right. Fair uh, enough. That's unrealistic. Nobody goes to jail for perjury anymore. Especially not a cop. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, no cops go to jail for literally anything. This so. cop that has been murdering people the entirety of the show. And they're like, ah, but he told a fib. Uh, <laughs> that guy ate cheese. <laughs> Get him. So uh, I will report. By next Tuesday, we'll have that finished. They're doing some interesting, weird things. Yeah. Uh like Rihanna. Oh. Or Rihanna. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking I, you about the that Fleetwood Mac song. It feels like a fever dream. I barely remember any of that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so we were kind of, you know, look, Norma died, or Norma got the house. The shit. We Dexter season boarded. it. Like, that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you could do, they're doing some, some interesting things. I'm going to see how it plays out. But definitely, if you did end it on four, it's. Fine. Yeah. And then Monk, y'all, Monk Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> There's a shirt. Well, I like Scooby Doo and I like Tony Shalhoub, so maybe I'll watch Monk. Maybe you gotta watch Monk when you finish uh, all that stars. You actually haven't watched it all. You <laughs> yeah. And then like, I, like Baker. Those shows are not on stars. You they Baker. are not on stars. <laughs> Why? Why did you lie to Lee and I? They're like this? not Baker. there. They are not Little available to be watched. Ridiculous. Hogwash, Mahoney. Remember when I went through a list, a who, list of everything they ever produced? Who would have thought? Maybe fifteen percent of it. <laughs> who would have thought that the Stars app would not include all of the Stars original programming they've ever I mean, made? It's fucking crazy because, like, you can't watch Tales from the Crypt on any of these seven thousand HBO options either. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's nonsense. I feel betrayed when that happens. We've talked about this before. <laughs> I have subscribed to basically every streaming service that is available. So when I encounter something that I can't watch, it's like, what the fuck? Which one of you is letting the ball drop? Yeah, like, I held up my end of the bargain. Yeah, that might have happened to me just uh, an hour ago with Shocker. So guess what? We're getting <laughs> Shocker, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not my fault that I can't watch it and I'm paying fucking $100 a month in streaming bullshit. I should be able to watch exactly. Shocker if I want to. Well, it's exactly. on cable. <laughs> right nonsense oh it's on uh fx they, well they got the movies yeah yep <laughs> my show right, right now that i'm watching is the americans that was on fx and it's pretty good it's on dish <laughs> i just finished season two today so four more seasons to go i should be done by next tuesday <laughs> when's that uh tout original coming out <laughs> october you know, if I if I owned Tout, I'd try to push Tout to happen again. You know, because Tout was yeah. kind of the TikTok of its time. It you really, know, like, hey, it really Tout, was. We're not Trump. Yeah, it's nuts. Anybody right. watch any of them Apple shows? No, no. We got the 
Apple TV for a year for Lisa got a new phone and even for having it for free, it's like I don't even want to set a password. It's wild None because good. they have so many original shows on Apple TV featuring like some of the biggest names in entertainment, but I never hear anything about any of those no. shows. They seem no. like the fake shows in Thirty Rock, right? They really do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they look at, I didn't know if Quibi was a real thing or not. I'm like, are these like? <laughs> I'll fake? tell you what, I'm more interested in the shows on Quibi than I am on Apple TV. Like that Liam Hemsworth most dangerous game thing where they hunt him. Like that looks pretty cool. And there's a fugitive TV show coming at Quibi. Quibi's gonna do the adaptation of Junji Ito's Chomie. Yeah, yeah. I don't with... give a fuck. I can't. I can't with this upright shit. I can't do it. No. Well, you watch enough TikTok to get used to it. No, I won't. I don't you even will. like watching TikToks on my phone. Yeah, I don't want to watch a like something I actually want to see on my phone. Yeah. No. Like if there's no. a movie trailer or something I want to watch, I'll just wait until I have it on my TV. No, the phone is never the like optimum delivery device. No. Cuz we're old men now. <laughs> even Kelly's an old man now. The I've been too. an old man since I've been like 7. You're yeah, so whiny. <laughs> my phone is like I don't know an inch and a half smaller than my tablet. Like, who, like, what is the deal? Oh, look, we got Big Phone Danny here. <laughs> Old Danny Big Phone. <laughs> but I, my problem with watching things on the phone isn't the video. It's the audio. It does not sound good, and it's so tinny, and yeah. it's so loud and so obnoxious. Well, you just you gotta you gotta get a nice Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, if I had like uh, AirPods, maybe I'd watch more shit on my phone. If you get AirPods, I'm gonna call you the AirPod God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to AirPods right the fuck now. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh, Lee. Lee's the AirPod guy. I'm the AirPod god. All these podcasts really push those Raycons. Are those the ones made by Ray J? Yes. Well, now we Wild. Know. All right. Good for Ray J. Next week, we're doing top six movie adaptations coming out top with us. Top six Ray J moments. Top six. Well, you ever think, think about one. how Ray J is famous Ray J because he is... One Brandy's brother and two had sex with a woman. Holy I'm shit. sorry. No, it's there is only one reason. One. Really. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it's... how he got there. That's how he got in the yeah, room. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Kelly, Kelly's right because he got a lot of jo- He had a career before he was in Mars Attacks. Him. He was no. on yeah. uh, on no. on Thea. Like you got to get in the room somehow. He was yeah. on Thea. I'm okay. Yeah, he, he had albums. <laughs> I'm so albums glad Kelly brought too. this up. Because we we didn't really talk about it in the podcast chat at all, but that fucking psycho who did his list of top six hundred porn stars. Oh my god! Excuse me, what? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I dropped this in the pop pop uh, Facebook message the other day. Some psycho on Twitter posted his list of the top six hundred porn stars, ten at a time. And I in think, ranked ranked order. Yeah, I oh think my God. Kim Kardashian was like five hundred and ninety three. She no, was ahead. She star. was ahead of actual professional porn stars, and she did one fucking sex tape. And you're gonna put her on the list? 
Well, look, I, mean, I enjoy making lists as much as the next guy. Hell, I enjoy making lists more than the next guy. <laughs> lists are fun. But I had 600 porn 600. stars. 600. Like I said, and probably. In his defense, when you're going 600, at some point you got to be like, fucking ah, Kim Kardashian, I guess. Yeah, How many of them on his list are dead? <laughs> and uh, at I least mean, probably are, four. Yeah, like, are there 600 active porn stars that are alive right now? Yes, like, 100%. Was it, was it just women? Was it men? Too? Oh, it was just women, which was really weird. Oh, man. Um, I, I don't think I could make a list of 600 anything. I, <laughs> I don't want to make a list of 600. I, don't, I definitely don't want to, but even if I had to, like, top 600 what? Mahoney, what do you want I me to try and make a list of the top 600 wrestlers? Yes, I do want you to do that. All right. Ooh, ooh, Kelly, Kelly. Yes. Do, do a whole bunch of wrestlers, okay? Yeah. See how many you can get. And then next week, we'll combine the wrestlers with the porn stars and make Mahoney <laughs> guess which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> I would not I'm be not, opposed. And we'll go to... through all 1,200 names. <laughs> <laughs> I will we'll do it fast. I'll tell you what. I'm really good at multiple choice and true-false like type <laughs> questions. I can get through that, so that's no problem. Porn, wrestle, porn, yeah. wrestle. <laughs> Somewhere down fast the line. Fast as you can read them, I can answer them. Some, somewhere down the line, I would not be opposed to doing a top six porn stars. Step on the the bastion of feminism that is a podcast. Oh, women watch porn too. And frankly, I know if I was making that top six list, there'd be at least one dude on it. I'm just saying, right? Hundred percent. Good work is good work, guys. You're right. Equal that's opportunity. Right. Is is the guy the uh, dude with the big old schlong that's dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, how about the laying pipe? I don't think so. <laughs> You guys nice. know which it one. It sounds like Lee doesn't know who we're talking about. You might want to put the picture up for him. <laughs> no, that's how we get demonetized. <laughs> They're not listening a this far. Actually, in. no, that's how we just get like the channel closed. Eric Magnus. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Eric Magnus in the chat says, "I'm all for it." <laughs> of course. <laughs> Eric Magnus, Magnus in the was chat like, six hundred. What a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bitch tap out at six hundred. <laughs> So maybe we'll save that for Valentine's Day next year. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. That's kind of great. Put it on the calendar, guys. All right. Yeah, there you go. So you got you got some time to put it together. All right. Next week, though, top six movie adaptations. We'll talk about that and do more nonsense than, you know, you probably asked for us. What the hell? You, it's what you signed up for. It's a free show. And you're welcome for it. This was welcome. a really good one. This was yeah. a really good one. This is a lot of fun. Do it next week. Next week? Yeah? Sure, next sure, week? sure. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now join us next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at youtube.com slash panels on pages. Uh, for Jason Nyes, Jose Guzman, Kelly Harris, and our good buddy Mahoney, I'm the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. Talk to you guys next week. Night. Love you. Bye bye. Did he mind five this? You fucking Google ass bitch? Did he mind five this? Did he mind five this? Fucking Google something! Did he mind five this? Holy shit. Did he mind five this?
called you fucking Google ass bitch. I didn't want to say it. What are you some kind of bitch? Whoa, 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 whoa. You fucking Google ass bitch? Why you keep fucking us, you two? You fucking Google ass bitch? That's it. Show's over. We're done. See you next Tuesday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.